Is what? Well, explaining like how to get your stone growing. Oh yeah. Oh, they they uh, how do they come up? Uh, oh, back here. Yeah. There's a thing in the, yeah, the levers the, on the No, back. I just I'm used to them being. Oh well, you can always get them the with, with different. You can kinds. Just take any chair you want. In here. You can just take any chair you want in here. Well, He's hello. practicing his radio voice. John left his radio voice at home. And I don't have a radio time. voice today. And it sounds and like I smoke time to play some spoons. It sounds like cigars. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like cigars, but it is. Are we all making noise? Where's our beers at, bitches? Like Should I get the Kolsch? We didn't bring that many beers. Well, you brought enough, right? Well, you I brought know. like three, 23 like twenty-two ounces. Perfect. I don't know what the problem well, is with that. Hey, guess what? I can't hear. What? what? The warp core is gone. You know that woo 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 yeah. that was in the show that always was there? That's because the the spaceship is docked today, the fridge, The fridge from next door is finally left. <sighs> yeah, I'm actually concerned. Is there enough beer, really? Honestly. We have beer. We actually have extra beer if we you need. Extra beer? I mean, okay. this is beer school. Does beer need to go in the fridge? Uh, I don't know. We'll try it. We'll, we'll, uh, let's go. <laughs> I'll, I can do Well, if we need backup beer, we should probably put it in the fridge to cool it. Yeah. Well, well, no, I'll get I'll I'll deal with backup beer after I say, you're listening to beer school. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beers made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel. Where do you guys live now? Uh, we live in in the beautiful downtown Castro area of San Francisco. Falls deep in the Castro. <laughs> all right, really, so, you want the, you some want beer? That you want, want that? that? I, want, I want that. <laughs> some beer comes all the way from the Castro just to get to you. <laughs> Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and <sighs> homework. No, we oh, haven't. Damn. Even, no, and all, and, and all the places that you can go to get it. The best part about beer school is. The homework. The homework is beer. As always. Uh, yeah. We're going to actually have the book done in the middle of January. Uh, are we? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have it done. It's John's Publishing Empire. My Publishing Empire. The Beer School Publishing. <laughs> beer School Press. One book at a time. You're taking our, over. Our publishing. imprint. Yeah. And it's oh, not. Oh, and it's not. Oh, the, oh. It's not the tasting book, which everybody should buy for Christmas because it's a pretty cool thing to have and to give. It's Donker true. Shows. It's which, very attractive. Which one's yours? Um, uh, I'll just take one. Alright, so before we, we we'll get into this right now, because you guys are asking the question, what's up with the envelopes that, that are holding <laughs> so, was, is, was that from the bathroom? That's that's the uh, This is the sign that was outside the bathroom <laughs> it's like, To the guy who likes to turn out the bathroom light I <laughs> am I am <laughs> I am all for saving energy, being green, etc. I turn on the light when I leave. It's great. Let's see. And I turn on I, and I turn out the light when I leave. It's great you monitor the bathroom so closely, but in great big capital letters. One T or two. <laughs> just one with three hmm. dots. If I choose to do my biz with lights on, then I should be able to. Please check before turning off. THX. <laughs> and then inside the bathroom stalls. So inside, yeah. So you describe what you saw. Uh, there was an envelope, and uh, it had directions that was for emergency lighting. 
And it said, in case of uh, the lights being turned out, uh, please, number one, finish your business. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, that's number no, two. Number really. two was open the envelope. <laughs> number three was to remove the torch, aka flashlight. And then number four was to use the flashlight. So our angry pooper is British if he used the word torch <laughs> no. or one. Right? So I yeah. I wrote the the envelope and I put it up. <laughs> and so if you look really closely in the corner, there's. The Port Authority logo. Yeah, it looked like it was. It said the Port of San Francisco <laughs> has, has no uh, responsibility yeah. for the contents of the envelope, and so I'm just sitting there uh, doing my. And I I noticed it randomly. Uh, that was that was that was a good time. Um, Go ahead. We'll leave the light on. Yeah, is a registered trademark of Motel Six, <laughs> which I believe is a group of a, a member of the A Corp group. Of yeah, is is. Um, yeah. Uh, you can, uh, at the same time, get your hotel atop reservation. Nice. And uh, Ibis. At the same time, you can get your Motel 6 in Oh, uh, uh, The Ibis is always around the train station in Germany. I want yeah, to, always I, go for Ibis over atop. See, the A-Core thing didn't work as the joke. I mean, it, it doesn't... Well, because people don't know that. Yeah, but they know Motel 6. So. Well, right. they're not international travelers like our right. guests today. Exactly. Oh. And that's... Way to segue! <laughs> uh, but before before the segue happens, uh, you're drinking uh, a Kolsch that is known as Susan's Kolsch. This is my Kolsch. She <laughs> made the whole thing. This is a homebrew. It's a little, a little oxidized, but, mm. you know. It's from the summer, so it's got a lot of time in the bottle. And it's not a Jim Croce song. Yeah, it's a little old. It's, it's fun, though. It's a little old. It tastes good. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm glad it's you like it. It's got good legs. Yeah, we... Um, well, here's the God thing. It's not legs. horrible. Yeah. Well, like, it's... You know what I find with that, with all home brews? You can keep them for a long time, and they don't really become undrinkable ever. They just change from what they were originally intended to be. Right. Well, because they're unfiltered, they keep fermenting in the bo- in the bottle, and then you end up with yeah, but that, you know something that is not really Kolsch-like at all. But it started out pretty close to a Kolsch. With some biscuit malt. Yeah. Uh, this was ingredients provided by Grizz at San Francisco Brewcraft. And a recipe by Grizz. Holler. Nice. And I said, can you make me a Kolsch that has extra biscuit, that tastes biscuity? And he's like, well, I can add a bunch of biscuit malt, but it won't really be a Kolsch. <laughs> and, and my reply was, I'm not sure I can make a Kolsch in any case. <laughs> you need the... Well, I'd be able to play the violin when I get this cast off. <laughs> yes, you should be able to. Great, because I've never been able to play violin before. <laughs> exactly. Because um, I am a sucker for biscuity. Yes, because you, um, as people who have been religious listeners of this program, know you spent a year in Germany. When you were I in, did. Uh, although we haven't been on in a while. It's been a year. It's been. The last yeah, show I think we did. The last show that you did, I looked it up, was. Christmas uh, season, whatever. Holiday beer, two. Oh, yeah. Holiday beer, part three. You're right. Part three. Part three. Oh, it's part been a year. Oh, we got email from somebody. Really? Yeah, they were saying, don't let her sing on the show. Oh, I was like, what? She can sing. Thanks, buddy. We tracked down their IP and blocked. Did you sing in the last show? I must have been. I was drinking. What do you want? (laughs) I'm just saying. I thought it was funny that somebody would. They don't comment about any of the content about any of the things. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I thought half your comments were that the beer that beer school goes on too long. It's, and the other half is it doesn't last long enough. So. Well, no, the thing is is that if you put them all together, all 85 episodes from end to end, it's like 400 hours. So it's just proof that the show's never ended. It's true. It's a 400-hour-long program. Well, let's... <laughs> so 
So, <laughs> so this beer here is a relatively standard Kolsch. It's done uh, the, the way that you make a Kolsch is you take what appears to be a, a standard like German style ale, and then you use a different yeast. And we added biscuit malt, so it doesn't really taste like Kolsch, but now, but it did before. It's in the wrong and glass. Technically, it's not a Kolsch because you didn't fly all the ingredients to Cologne to brew it. That's true. And okay. use, and use okay. water from there. Right. I'm trying to figure out what it's most like now that it's I not like really it. like it a cold. Tastes like, it tastes like old homebrew to me. <laughs> it tastes like old homebrew. Well, like, we have a bunch of it. I, 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 We haven't had one of the alts in at least four months because we went to Sweden, which we'll be talking about soon. And uh, when we, the last time we did open an alt, I tried it and I was like, wow, this tastes like an alt that's been in the bottle for six and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> It was on the slow boat from Dusseldorf. Very slow. The, the very slow boat. That's why they fortify wine, and that's why you get beers that are 11% alcohol that you can age, and we will have one of those soon. <laughs> Didn't you have one of those for breakfast today? That's I'm not true. talking about the, the baby horse. <laughs> oh. And two glasses of water. <laughs> the baby, baby horse. So it was funny. The other night, a whole bunch of people came in, and they were looking at the men, the beer board and they're looking at it going we'll have 15 baby horses <laughs> seriously? seriously for how many people 15 oh. good board <laughs> and then they all fought each other 11 11.8 percent is a way to cause your is a way to cause strife at the dinner table exactly and it was like, who orders 15 baby horses this one wasn't this one was only around five and a half percent when we bought it, it started it's about right for culture no, yeah, we generally like um, seven or eight. So when we do homebrew, uh, we take the whole grain, then we grind it at home, and because we doing have an all grain. Oh well, even with a partial mash, we we uh, have a grain mill that attaches to the uh, to the kitchen, uh, the kitchen aid, aid <laughs> which you can't find anymore. You have to order it special from like Germany or whatever. We got like the last one in the Bay Area. It was Stephen's Christmas <coughs> gift last year. Was it actually kitchen aid? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like some aftermarket person who no, figured out the No, but they pudding. don't make it anymore. It's all it's all metal. Like they have like a grinder that's like for sausages and stuff. It's like plastic housing. Yeah. This one is like all metal with like the the different grain uh, the different I've never grinding heard dials. Something like that. Yeah, so you so you can do about 10 pounds at a time and uh Before it gets too hot. Before it gets too to hot, you have to let it like sit for about a half hour. But when you grind it yourself, you can control how fine it is and it's not as efficient as having one of the 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 roller mills. But you have very good control over what's going on, and it can grind everything except oatmeal, which just turns into mush, uh, dry mush, unfortunately. But it just clogs dry up mush. Ears. It's like silt. Yeah, and so oh, you no. end up with with dry at the end, extract. it's too the particles are too fine, and it takes forever to like you're sitting there and like stirring and stirring and stirring, and the water is coming out because the sparge is stuck, as they say. But um, the uh, we have a all grain coming up later on where it involved 22 pounds of grain, and it took me nine and a half hours to brew. But that's a more of a so. <laughs> wow. So if you're a home brewer and you want to listen, you know you should make it through the whole hour and a half probable length of this show. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, eight and a half hours to grind it, and then an hour to brew it. Well, no, uh, that was <laughs> that we did the as the Perry Guile or Perry Gile. Uh, I have not heard a correct pronunciation where you make a, a barley wine and a small beer oh, okay yeah yeah so the small beer we all drank in about a month because it was very tasty nice and it's you know 
light, and you shouldn't hang on to it for a long time. Yeah, and then we have a balling wine that's around 11%. But, uh, Do you have a, uh, a digital thermometer that you tape to the back of the old uh, KitchenAid to see when the temperature is rising too high? Do you monitor it that way to keep your hand on the back of the KitchenAid? Or you just wait for that beautiful, uh, me- that beautiful electric motor dying smell? Uh, it, it's never even come close to that. It's okay. just we're very when, – when we were making – that one time we made fudge, uh, it was getting a little <laughs> bit overheated. Speaking you were making of, like the – Speaking of lamps. Like three years ago, you made some fudge, and you broke the mo- – like, it Seriously, was really, I have no idea what you're talking milk, milk, about. Milk, lemonade. You, 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 don't, you don't call it fudge. You call it like something else, but it involves like butter and chocolate. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's, like, it's like making molten concrete. You made it in our old house when we uh, lived when we lived in Hayes Valley. Those you don't remember what brownies. the end product was? No, it had a name that was really funny, but you have to take the the paddle attachment and like beat the tar out of this, in a sense, paste for like a half hour, and then you mm, bake coffee? it. and Make some kind of like fudge that you make for your family. It's like a family recipe. Oh, seriously, not remembering Dude. that at all. <laughs> I'm like, forget? toffee you make on the stovetop. That's my, like, go-to. What? Truffles, maybe? No, that's all melted. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> that, Apparently- was, that was some other wife. <laughs> no, no. It was a mad one from Apple. We made it in Hayes Valley. <laughs> I have a distinct memory of it. Um, I, but I do believe you. I just don't remember it all. Okay. Um, Everything it was, was going fine in ago. Susan and Stephen's marriage until they came on beer school. <laughs> and they started, started arguing. fighting about the, you know the, the, the blood paste. Mommy and daddy are fighting. The fudge paste stuff? What was what? that called? I'm going to open up the next one. We have three of these. We don't have... Do we have three of these? I brought three 12-ounce bottles. Oh, of these. So that's 36 12. ounces. It is, in fact. Uh, but uh, the reason why we're here and the reason why we said we should come on was not just because Motor has been a, a slack butt. I'm a bad, and, bad friend. And has been slack. like, oh, well, we have all these beers. Well, I don't really want to want to swear that much. I don't want this one to get the explicit tag. They never do. At okay. least not this early explicit. in the program. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And we have all this homebrew that we've been making, and we've made about like nine batches so far. And we have two going right now. And we wanted to... Uh, to try it, we might as well talk about it on, on the beer school. Because when we moved to the new house uh, in the middle of the Castro, uh, and yes, we are breeders, is the um, <laughs> we have this really fancy wolf stove, which has really great output. And we have this ridiculously expensive um, um, a fan. What do you call it? Like an exhaust fan? Hood. hood. We have stove, a hood, hood over the stove. We have an you, got a hoodie. Hood you got a hoodie stove. for your wolf. Yeah. And so as you're... <laughs> So it exactly. made it so that before in our old house, it just brewing was just good. We really had no place to put it. There was no place to keep uh, adequate temperature control. And so now we have a place to do all this brewing. But we couldn't brew for four months because we left the country. Uh, when should we start talking about that? You can talk about that right now. <laughs> well, you guys have been traveling <laughs> so all over the you, place. Yeah, where did yes. you go? Where to, where to begin? Well, I mean, um, if the title of the show is going to be Beer Tourism. Uh, oh. We are beer tourists. Every year we go with these two fine gentlemen. <laughs> to Oregon Brewers Festival. And some other less fine gentlemen. Uh, and some other, I like most <laughs> of them. And, and a lady or two. Yeah, one a couple. or two. <laughs> uh, and uh, one of whom I just saw at Magnolia the other day. We're not going to talk about that right now. Um, we go... <laughs> we, uh, so we go to Oregon Brewers Festival. We often go... We also do occasional wine tourism. Uh, we have we like wines that are in the Central Valley. It's just kind of all-purpose booze tourism, but, it, <laughs> but in what the are, last few years, it's been more beer than wine. I so think. when we uh, so for our honeymoon, we did European delivery of a BMW. We got in our uh, uh, we, we flew to Munich 
we uh, did a lots of beer around Munich because I used to work in Munich and and Susan in Germany. And then we drove to the Czech Republic. We went to Czechy Krumlov, have one of the best beers I've ever had in my life called Eggenberg. And then we drove north to Dresden, and then we went to where Radeberger is, which is mo- one of, if not Motor's favorite beer. Yeah, we, had the, we had the Zwickel beer, the unfiltered um, pills, uh, well, the unfiltered lager beer, which was unbelievably amazing. Yes. And if you are ever near Dresden or Radeberg, and remember, Radeberg and Radeberg are different towns. One has an E and one has a U. Remember which one you want to go to. Or you can just go to Dresden and then it's Just go to Dresden. Not. Dresden, you can take the train to Radeberg. It's like... 20, 30 minutes by train. Yeah, I think yeah but in, in Dresden, they actually have the unfiltered... Uh, if they have at the at the Radeberger <laughs> Ausschank on you, the river. You, yes. Next to the, the Terrace of Europe. And yes. And it's one of, like, uh, my my favorite beer before that, I would have to say, would be Aventinus. Uh-huh. Because uh, if you've not had it, you should go have some. <laughs> uh, so have this, is a, this is a beer that we would never find in the United States, right? Uh, the, the the, these two beers that we're talking about, yeah. you cannot find in America. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the Eggenberg, you can only get in Russia, the Czech Republic, and East Germany. Um, and it's a different Eggenberg than the one that's in Austria, which yeah. is very confusing. But it's made in the town of Chesky Krumlov, and... The the beer there is just so cheap. It was like a buck a pint, and which in most of what we'll get to, most of Europe pints cost eight dollars. So. <laughs> it was one of those things. It's uh, you know the Czech Republic also is is on the verge of uh, switching to the euro, mm-hmm. right? Like we were using Czech crowns while we were there, but I think they're most of the way through the process. So everything is going to get a lot more expensive, unfortunately. But um, we were the Chesky Kromov is like a little. It's a little well-preserved medieval town. The name means a bend in the Czech River, <laughs> and um, and it's fortified because of the way the river is there. There was a like a a big hill that had a river on three sides, essentially, because it's like a kink. So it's like San Antonio. Um, oh, exactly like San Antonio. And so, <laughs> yeah, fortified, really well reserved. <laughs> Um, preserved and it uh, there. What we did was we didn't know about this Eggenberg beer, but we started looking for each of the different types of beers because the different the pubs all have different, like they have the one beer brand that they carry. So you know the f- one place was Eggenberg, a couple places had Eggenberg, and then there were other ones that had Staropremen and Pilsner Kvel and what's the other one that I'm forgetting? Uh, Budjovice, yeah, uh, Budvar, Budvar. Um, so we went. We tried to do one of each, but Eggenberg was by far the best, and we went to the brewery the next day. It was local and in the uh, – because we uh, – well, at least I am a big subscriber to the um, uh, Rick Steves books uh-huh. of, of of travel. Um, Who's Rick Steve? Rick Steves. Yeah. Uh, it's on – he has shows that are on PBS. Okay. He's, um, he's, he's like one of the five people that you associate with programs that repeat over and over and over and over and over again totally. on PBS. He's all he, – he, when they do oh. the the, uh, the pledge drives, he they, always oh, they bring him out. He always segment. Yeah. Sorry, I don't watch TV. I don't no, have no, no, Rick Steves has yeah, got a bunch of books, and he's he's pretty good. He's from yeah. he's from um, Seattle, right? He does yeah, like, like the backroads travel kind of thing. He's like his big thing is get off the beaten path and like try to like you know go to smaller towns and actually talk to people. And, and so now you go to these smaller towns, and everybody's got a KQED fanny pack on. <laughs> well, <laughs> in, in in a previous life, truth. in a previous life, in two thousand one, we I went to the town of uh, Bacharach. Uh-huh. In, um, in Germany, and there was a guide walking around who was recommended in the book, 
And we just had like the Rick Steves book out. We're walking, and he comes up, and he's like, "You know, all you American tourists are like Chinese with their Mao Bibles." <laughs> with the Rick Steves book, because nobody else ever comes to this like wine town in the, in like the middle of like I think the the Rhine the Mosel or something. Yeah, and I was, and I was like, okay, I've just awesome. been tremendously insulted <laughs> by someone who is mentioned by name in this book. <laughs> It's like, hey, you're that guy. Yeah, so the Rick Steves guide. Yes, I'm that are, guy, but you want to know. So now we don't. Have you signed what? up for my tour? No, so why do I talk to you? He was an interesting guy. Um, Wait, where are you? He was there? born in Singapore, so just. So he has a very interesting guy. Um, so the these guys, like, you had the Lonely Planet, the Let's Go, depending on whether you like Australians, uh, people from London, or people from Harvard to write your books. <laughs> And then you have the Michelin Guide, and then there's the Rick Steves books, and those are kind of like the five that you go with. And the Rick Steves books are one of the only ones that have real opinions and are intended for people over the age of 25 yeah, and the age of say, 55. That's the thing. It's like there's the backpacker hostel segment, and that's um, and by hostel I mean with an T-E-L, not T-I-L-E. And it's just you get a very different set of recommendations, and I found that I don't. I have I've reached the age where I do not enjoy sleeping in a room with a bunch of other strangers. I like Lonely Planet because their useful phrases are the best. <laughs> That's true. How do you do? You have a condom. <laughs> Can we go to your place? <laughs> That's good things. Good times. We actually discovered while we were in Sweden that there are. Um, there are uh, there's an app that you can get for um, the iPhone that actually has like audio clips of how to say like various things and they're really dirty like the ones, <laughs> the ones I'm not sure I still have it on my iPhone. Oh, okay, it was one of them was we was, like, was describing sexual positions. Yeah, <sighs> something in my pants wants to meet you. Works for, <laughs> works for the ladies and the men. <laughs> exactly. It's, no, I've gotten rid of it. It's. It's the same thing as um, my eel is full, or excuse me, my, my hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs> my, my nipples explode with delight. <laughs> the, um, so in the Czech Republic, the reason we went to, we tried to go to some wine. T- the, the Czech Republic is, when you're used to Western Europe, the Czech Repu- or, even, or even East Germany, Ch- the Czech Republic is strange. And when you go to like the, the non-Prague areas, you, you find like the everybody who's between the ages of 50 and, 50 and 60 just standing around the street all day. <clears throat> and the street lights didn't work right. And it, everything was dark. And they can't our, afford a real alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, after going after going to Sweden, the Czech language seems really easy to pronounce. Um, and the uh, but when you when you have you kind of need these guidebooks. And we were driving a car around, and the English was not was very strange. And we were like, well, we we normally it's like, well, we speak English, we speak German, we speak all these other languages, and everybody spoke Czech and Russian, which doesn't help us at all. <laughs> um, but when we got to these towns <clears throat> that were a little bit more touristy, but still not Prague, we had really great times. Yeah. And so Chesky Krumlov is a town that I would definitely go back to again. Uh, even, And now that it's, it's part of Schengen now, so you don't have to do the border crossings, which nice. we stopped at both times. Yeah, I got. We got oh yeah, you told me that. You told me <laughs> yeah. that story from one of the border crossings. Yeah, yeah the one ended like... Dresden. We were. I, I had to be very. Uh, I don't speak any German, and we're allowed to do this <laughs> and say it very loudly in English and be the most obnoxious American you've ever seen. Because I wanted him to leave me alone. <laughs> we got pulled over like three times that trip. Yeah, the first time was awesome. We were. We had just left Munich. We were driving to Salzburg. Uh, we were on our way to Salzburg, but we stopped in. 
like some uh, Linderhof. Linderhof. It's a castle that one of the kings of Germany had, like as a spring residence or whatever. So yes. Ludwig, one of Ludwig's castles. Uh, it was it was one of Ludwig's castles, but it wasn't one of the ones that he was involved with. It right. wasn't because those were all Hunchvangal. So it was like a little Rangel. vacation castle. Um, and we're driving back, sort of toward Munich, but we're gonna we were gonna turn off and head toward Salzburg. And the car was brand new, like we'd gotten it two days before. I was driving, and of course I was going like the speed limit because a we were not supposed to take the car over. 60 miles an hour for the first 100 miles or something like that to to war- get the engine warmed up. It was, it was like 100, 100 clicks an hour for like the first 500 kilometers. Yeah, And like so that. we were driving well below the so speed limit. So we were being very down. conservative, um, people passing us. But we have customs plates. Okay. And I'm paranoid because it's a brand new car, mm. and I'm like, I don't want to screw up the car. And we have customs plates that have the date by which the car is has to leave the has leave to be on a Europe, boat. yeah, it has to go. But like, other than that, it looks like a regular um, Munich license plate. And these cops in a minivan <laughs> actually pulled me over. And, I was like, <laughs> and then, yeah, the little announcement guy, like it was, like, there were sirens and there was a siren and a light, but there was also like a little P- on the PA system. They they oh, not on the PA system. It was a little. Um, they had an LED like. A um, signboard on sign the back <laughs> that was like they got in front of us and that said Folkensiebitte. And like we couldn't figure out why they had pulled us over. They were like, we need to see all your papers. Um, we so need I totally to see did the like, <laughs> We gave it to them. Like, they went away like, for 20 minutes. They I'm come American. back and they're like, oh, thank you. And we're like, best <laughs> we could figure, they thought maybe the car was stolen because apparently uh-huh. you, can, you can also pick up in Italy. Um, you can. You can do like the European delivery program. They have like an Italian, I don't know where it's like in Milan or something. And and best we could figure, they thought maybe the car was stolen, and and so they were checking on us. A lot to of see people we, thought the car was stolen. <laughs> but this, we had the same problem actually when we were leaving the Czech Republic to go back into Germany on our way to Dresden. That was why we got that's stopped. Why we got there stopped. They thought they that were we like, were we'd stolen the car. They thought we were yeah. And that's car. why I was being a very indignant American. Yeah. Like, why would I? Why? Look at me. I'm not stealing the car. Go deal with some Eastern European people that aren't that part of the EU. ultimately like, what I, got them out of our hair. Do I look like a spy? Do well, no, I look like Matt Davis? <laughs> Eventually, they, they let us go because there was a van full of Turkish people. Yeah, and so, I mean, yes. That's suspect right It's there. sad but true. Yeah. It's just like, we're not a high priority compared to yeah. keeping the Turks out. So um, Unfortunately. then we went to Dresden. We went to Berlin. We had some great some great beer in Berlin. Uh, at like was it Praga? The Praga, yeah, Praga Biergarten. Is in, uh, I stayed almost across the street from that yeah, place. That, amazing. That place, although really the time nice. of year was closed. Oh really? Oh yeah. Well, not, the beer garden's closed, but the restaurants open generally. Right. Yeah, we went to the restaurant. Well, we were there in November, so like everything, it was not really an outdoor drinking trip, which is you know it's something a, that's nice to do. If you're it's a great in website with good broken English on the English translation. Yeah. <laughs> The lost in translation factor, yeah. And then we went touring through uh, central Germany because you... Yeah, we went back to Göttingen, Göttingen, which is where I went to school. Um, And then we went to Heidelberg, and there was a great... What was the name of that place? Basically, everywhere we went in Germany and Austria and the Czech Republic, we tried... Well, we did some wine tasting, but we tried to hit all the beer highlights. We did a lot of wine tasting in the Feinfettel along the the, the Danube, Uh the Donau. In yeah. yeah. In uh, because of uh, our wedding photographer knew someone, so that we did that, and then we went along the Mosul. But most of this was a trip where we would drive to a place, park the car, and, and get loaded. 
<laughs> it worked really well. In Trieste, we went to... There was a good beer place in Trieste. They were serving a lot of alt beer, which was which made me happy. Ooh. In Trieste? Yeah. I feel like... Well, maybe maybe I'm maybe uh, I'm re- remembering incorrectly. <laughs> Trieste is on like the other side. Well, no, okay. So we went. Then we were in Heidelberg. We went, we went to, to Trier. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, of. you're thinking Trier. Of Trier. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Trieste yeah, I was is going. Totally different country. I, was going, Italy. I was going geographically. <laughs> not even close. Uh, uh, Trier is a nice town. <laughs> it is. It has like Roman ruins. Uh, but that like my 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 college boy. roommate and my best man's father uh, used to be a professor at Heidelberg and at CERN, and so we hung out with him, and he took us to a couple places that were kind of nice. And it, like the world's most expensive breakfast, and thank you, thank you, professor. What what did the world's most expensive breakfast consist of? It was at a hotel uh-huh. in Heidelberg, and it was it like was... thirty euros each. Wow, for a buffet. Yeah, it was plus like drinks. Typical. Yeah. yeah, but it was just wow, a standard. That is expensive. It was a high. <laughs> it was really? a high quality like German style breakfast with the uh, with all the meats, Lunch and the spreadable meat. meats. <laughs> Standard stuff, and it was it was fairly good. German breakfast. Once you get to Germany, and you start to really get in. I'm not a breakfast person. You really start to get into German breakfast. Then when you leave, you're sad that you don't have German breakfast anymore. You're like, oh, I can't have cereal. I want I want I want soft boiled eggs and cold cuts. Yeah, and, <laughs> and some mueslicks. Yeah. yeah, every morning. So and totally. and so this was kind of like the trip that we had designed. Then uh, we made our way through France. We went to Alsace and did some more wine tasting. You get pulled over in France a lot for having the German plates. No, Never the French once. didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Germans whatever. did. Uh, <laughs> go figure. Uh, <laughs> then we ended up going north uh, from Alsace. And Alsace has some good beers, but really don't get beers in France. Um, and then we went to Belgium, and then we went to Brussels, and then we had the two days of drinking in Brussels. <laughs> Brussels where epic. We went to um, the Delirium Cafe before all the high school kids showed up. And we were there from about noon to about six. Oh, so the high school ch- kids showed up at four. Yeah, yeah but they were mostly <laughs> upset. But we we weren't paying attention to them. And then we, we went. Ch- to... That's because you're happily married. I, <laughs> I'm like, hey, I was also. Ha- I was drunk. I really wasn't paying attention. Check out to the little else. blonde girl smoking cigarettes and drinking that lovely. But twenty six. They have twenty six hundred beers, which. Um, is the most number of beers I've seen at at, at a restaurant, uh, and the only thing that really compares is is Akarat in Stockholm, which we'll get to in the next segment of the program. <laughs> uh, where'd we go? <laughs> we where else to, did we go? We where'd we go after that? Normally we, we would to, put a commercial uh, break here, but we're not uh, yes. in in uh, Brussels after we were oh, at the Delirium Cafe, and we barely remember, and we were trying to figure out like how to get food because we hadn't eaten all day and like, <laughs> we were no we were so i think i think maybe the kitchen was even like not open or either that or in our extreme inebriation we could not figure out how to like order and ended up ordering like a plate of cheese cubes which we were like awesome i've like, been there <laughs> But with the, so what we needed was a the large beggar sitting at Mort's feet, staring at the walls, going, "Man, that's a lot of smoke over the years on these walls." Totally. With a plate, cheese cubes, and cherry beer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, actually, they're um, <clears throat> they're goods. The sour yeah, the goods, yeah. is so good. That was what I. I mean, I had both, but, but I, it was, I we, goods was my favorite. We had the top the tap beers, and then um, the next day, where'd we go? Beer we circus? Went to circus. Yes. We went to beer circus beer next circus. day. <laughs> Motor remembers the trip better than we do. Well, we went I've just been to Bru- I've been to Brussels 
enough times where it's like Piercer <coughs> is a spin a coop. Um, yeah. The ultimate hallucination, however you say that properly, which not many people go to because it's relatively far out from town, even though it's not yeah. that far out from downtown. And then uh, Port Noir. Uh, I've heard of it, but never, never been. Port Noir. The, what, what all my other friends say is that if you're anywhere near there is to go to Antwerp and go to the uh, the place that has all the beers from the 1970s that they've been aging. Yeah. Um, and the What's name's escaping me. Quick it's like number one on like one of the beer. If you go to like you know rate beers and you have, they have the top like fifty beer bars, it's like one or two. Yeah, it's a place I didn't go to when I was in Antwerp because I didn't know about it. Uh, cul- yes. Culminator, <laughs> culminator? <laughs> culminator sounds good. I think it's the Culminator. I was going to say Kulmbacher, but that's a that's completely different. Uh, and yeah, that's a German. But beer. my friends like are like, wow, we had a Chimay from like nineteen seventy seven, and it only cost us like ten euros. Um, because they have like this massive cellar, and it's in Antwerp, which is kind of a strange town unless you're involved in diamonds or Israeli. Um, <laughs> the uh, um, Tom Shane, <clears throat> yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> and then from there we went to uh, Bruges. Bruges has a couple really Culminator. good breweries. Culminator, Culminator, the K, the K. Uh, then we went to Bruges, and Bruges is a wonderful town. And I just saw on the plane that. in Bruges. <laughs> I saw the movie in Bruges, which was hilarious. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so the ending is a little creepy. But um, uh, the uh, there's a called Strafa Hendrik, yeah. I think, which is a brewery there that's quite tasty. We didn't go there; we had one of their beers. Uh, instead, we go to I go to Bruges because they have the best French fries on the planet. Well, and in though. the middle of the main square, they have fries that they actually fry in beef tallow. And we drove, and my wife wasn't really into it. Susan was kind of complaining about how it was raining the entire time, and we were sort of like lost, and it was late. She there didn't want to go to something else. There was, to be fair, there was the issue at the gas station as well. I had a, <laughs> I had an issue. There was an incident at the gas station where uh, I kind of left without paying. Uh-oh. They thought and people were running out in front of my car, like banging on it. And Susan was stuck, like trying to pay for it because I was trying to get out of the way, was- and it was. Not awesome. It was a mistake. So she was unhappy. Then we finally got there. And then she had the French fries. And then, in a sense, all was forgiven. Because <laughs> you're like, yeah, sure. it was worth coming for these. Yeah. Nice. And then we, uh, where'd we go? We pretty much just went to Paris from there? Yeah. That was it. That was and it. then so we dropped the car off and dropped into Belgium and then back down into Paris. Yeah. Yeah. So we did, like, this big sort of, like, loop around all the places where you generally go to drink. Yes. Uh, beer. Very it nice. Was, it was basically a beer and wine tour of uh, of Europe. Where'd the car get? We went to. We also went to. Did we go to Dusseldorf or did we go to? No, we we went went to to Köln Köln. and drank a lot of Kölsch Kölsch. and saw some hockey. Um, The (laughs) we did. We went to a hockey like a U.S. versus. It was a U.S. Germany hockey hockey game. game. Oh, really? Yeah, it was cool. Um, The European delivery program for BMW has a bunch of different places that you can drop the car off to be shipped back, and we chose Paris because the lot where you drop it off to be shipped is at the airport. Very convenient. So we were like, okay, we'll just need to be we need to be sure that we we're in Paris by this date. You don't have to drive it to the to the dock in uh, in uh, Copenhagen. Or, no, or, yeah. no, no. I mean, uh, there is on the north, like in Hamburg, no, Hamburg, or no, it's not Copenhagen. It's what's the the what's the town I'm thinking of in Holland? The big port, Rotterdam, uh, Rotterdam, Rotterdam. Rotterdam. I'm going to dump out my sediment right now. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, That's the thing with homebrew is that there's always a bit left in the bottom. Well, I didn't filter this one out that well either. Because my wife made the beer, but I'm the one that filtered it. So, um, 
Speaking of being in Köln, or okay. more specifically in Dusseldorf, which we drove through, uh, this next beer is the first homebrew that we made in a new house. Oh, it first. is called? You said. It is called Hope and Change Inauguration Alt, and it was brewed on the day of President Obama's inauguration. Uh, so January well. 24th. Open so this beer is old. and It is I an alt-alt, if you know what I'm saying. I believe this is the last one. <laughs> no, there is exactly one more, which is the hope, the first beer that we brewed. What's a, what, This we, is number four. Okay, yeah, when we when we bottle them, we uh, put the uh, we put the number nice color. bottle filled <clears throat> on the cap. Yeah, this one is going to taste really, really carbonated and probably have no sugar in it left at all. But it's been... Uh, one of the things that we learned, and this is a tip for everyone involving who has homebrew or beer, is that if you have a beer that has a cap on it, as opposed to one with a cork, it should always be stored upright. Never store beer on its side. Because it eats its way through the cork? No, um, because the top of the cap is generally not sanitized, and there is a protective layer of uh, carbon dioxide, which is heavier than right. air, which stays above the beer if you keep it so that it's in the small neck of the bottle. When you have it on its side, there's no the protective layer Got is it. much more distributed. The protective layer is on the side of the bottle. Yes, and that doesn't help at all. And it's much bigger. Uh, how does That's this taste? not bad. It's almost... Hmm. Yeah, everybody's drinking all at the same time. Yeah, the, it is definitely a beer that's been in the bottle a long time. Well, yeah. If you get past, <laughs> if you get past the fuzzy on your tongue, it's got a good flavor. Yeah, it's not bad. And in all the residual sugars are gone. It's a little raisiny. <laughs> I get a little raisin. It tastes Lots more of like alcohol. a barley wine. Yeah, almost. It was seven percent <coughs> when we started. The way to increase the alcohol percentage if you're making a um, an extract beer uh -huh. is just use make make less of it. <laughs> So I think this was like a fork. <laughs> really? Is there like there's science behind that there? Uh. Well, instead of making it, and you boil it, and then instead of making five gallon, you make it four gallon, and then you just have more sugar in the beer, which leads to more alcohol if your yeast can handle it. And so up, up to 7% is fine. You're little beasties. I have to say, I don't like this beer. Yeah. I'm just like on a scale of one to like, I don't. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to drink it. Oh, of course, I'm going to drink it. I'm but just saying... I'm saying that... Uh, it used to be much better. It, yeah. <laughs> well, if I was a good friend, would actually make it to your house someday in, like, the last year that you've been in... Have, yeah. Had, like, an open invitation to come visit instead of, you know, whatever's been going on with me. <laughs> do, do, you, do you need a water, John? You're busy. <clears throat> Big man on campus. Uh, I'm you, twice... In the next two weeks, I'm twice to Sacramento, twice to Merced, and once to Gilroy. And the best Those thing, are sexy destinations. Aren't they? Yeah. Huh. Merced? Nice. Merced. Isn't that too far Actually, east for train? No, 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 no. Really? Is it going through Merced? Yeah. Train's going through Merced. Well, it, Merced you... is like the little stub of the line that points towards Sacramento. But the first phase has little... It, it makes the junction out in the valley, and most of the trains will come out across the valley and then turn south to Fresno and head to L.A., but there'll be a little stub that goes up to Merced in the first phase so that there's some utility... For people getting all the way up to Sacramento. Okay. From it's, here or from L.A.? From L.A. Okay. I mean, this has the right color. It had the right flavor. It's got, yeah, you can taste the right flavor, but it's definitely not dragging me back to Dusseldorf right no. now. Uh, well, it's not uh, like... Hey, starting starting uh, next summer, 
direct flights SFO Dusseldorf on Air Berlin. Ooh, really? I have a uh, my old boss actually lives in uh, Dusseldorf right now, working for a company whose name I can't remember. Sorry, working Michael. The so that was like our first. So now that we've we've drunk, that was our sort of like not our first beer tourism thing, right? Because we've traveled. Around the Bay Area, like OBF and beer festivals for beer, but it made it to that when you uh, sort of when we travel to places, there you can do the. I'm going to go to fancy restaurants. I'm going to go to cathedrals if you're in Europe uh, or temples. I'm going to go see castles. castles. I'm going to go to and I'm going to go see like modern art, fancy art, whatever. Um, but at night. <laughs> When oh, you're nice. in a lot of these towns, um, and you're on an expense account, as we were, you find yourself in situations where you want to have some alcohol, but you can't buy wine because it will blow the bank on your expense account. Yes. And so you try to seek out all the best best beer places. So uh, my wife and I were traveling to Sweden on business together. Because that's what we do. International spies, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, We're going to have to kill you after the show. Mr. and Mrs. Smart. Uh, <laughs> 9986. <laughs> <laughs> Would yeah, you believe? The, um, so we. When you go to Europe now, the euro is, as of yesterday, at 148 to the dollar. Um, one. We'll reverse that. So it's about so everything and the prices. If you said that they were in euros in most places in Europe, are about what they're like in dollars in sort of middle America. We live in San Francisco, right. so everything is more expensive than that. So if you went to Germany, stuff is about twenty-five to thirty percent more expensive. We were going to Scandinavia, where they're not in the euro, but uh, and the the crowns were in Sweden six and two thirds to one. Ish, yeah. and it made it so that um, the amount that we could spend on dinner each night and have it be uh, expensed was around thirty dollars each. It was it was forty five dollars, thirty euros, and buying a bottle of wine there costs around three hundred crowns, which is around fifty bucks for not that nice bottle of wine. So before we went, and a friend of mine went before us to to Sweden and said. Oh, the problem with Stockholm is that all the beer sucks. Right. <laughs> Which was not true. He didn't get out and about much, though. Uh, we was only there. He, he had a day to prepare. He was there for a week. And so we went. Uh, uh, I looked at the, the rate beer and the beer advocate sites about the 50 best beer bars in the world. And in Stockholm, there are two. Beer advocate? Should we should we plug the beer advocate? We can. Well, no. This was One of the people was uh, from the magazine was in town. And... Uh, I hung out with her for the evening at Tornado, uh, and she was excited about being on the show the next day. Well, at 11 o'clock, the text happens, I'm not going to make it. Mm. Oh. Evidently, we had too much t- fun drinking. <laughs> drinking to talk about drinking beer the, the next the, day. Yeah, drinking the, uh, the place closed the night before. Mm. These things time. happen. They do. I so the, um, the one beer bar that's mentioned um, in... As like it was like number two, I think on Beer Advocate was a place called Akarat, which is in 
Um, Södermalm, which is the southern island of Stockholm. Do you, do you want to explain the geography? Yeah, Stockholm is a, is a set of islands, and the original city of Stockholm, which is pretty well preserved, it's a um, the the medieval version of it is pretty well preserved. There were people living there in huts even before you know medieval times. Um, that is on an island called Gamlestan, which is right in the middle. Um, and then there's a northern island, Norrmalm, and a southern island, Södermalm, and then there's there's Kungsholmen, which is the king's called the king's island. That's off to the that's off to the west, king's and then Mound. there's Östermalm, which is off to the east. Mm. So like everything is organized roughly into islands, and there are neighborhoods then within the islands, but each one has its sort of characteristics. The Norrmalm is the where the that's where the businesses are, and that sort of you know the the hub, like the center of industry, city center. <coughs> Östermalm is where all the fancy sort of yuppie people live. Um, Södermalm is kind of like the gritty, up and coming hipsters, artists. Well, it's, it's some combination of the hate and the mission. What, totally. Why does this sound like every place ever? It's, it's like skinny, it's like skinny yeah. guys with beards. Always to skinny, the south, skinny yeah. pants with beards. Skinny yeah. pants and ironic t-shirts and beards. And, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. Södermalm's weird because when you're facing it from Gamlestan, which means old town, it looks like Hong Kong. It's like neon walled walks. It's a it's like a sheer cliff face, a cliff face. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and as you walk sort of up from Gamlestan up to Sodomalm, and then there's a the there's a subway stop called Sudisen on the tunnel bottom, and then you make a right, and then you go a little bit, and then there's this uh, bar called Akarat. It's in like a it's in like the first floor of an office building, on like a big boulevard, and it kind of it doesn't. You would never know that this bar was in there. No, not at all. You get inside and it's quite lovely, but from the outside, it looks yeah, looks like like building. It looks like an office building. But the reason why it's well hidden. The reason why it's uh, relatively famous is because it has uh, an amazing, like ridiculously long selection of uh, bottles and something Mm -hmm. like fifty, fifty-five taps. And the bottle selection is somewhere around like a thousand bottles, and they have, and the people that run it. One of the things is that they have tons of really good Belgian beer, and then there's like uh, there's there's Tiska Thursdays where they have all sorts of German beers, and then they have like a, a relationship with Cantillon, the brewery in Brussels, mm-hmm. where they have everything that Cantillon's ever made, including a special beer that you can only get at Akarat that's made out of cloudberries. <laughs> cloudberries are a Swedish, like they only grow in Sweden. In the and clouds. They, well, in northern Sweden, northern Sweden, so almost, if almost, you, yeah, All right, so um, in the mountains, and, and they're they, picked by Smurfs, totally. <laughs> they need to be picked by hand. That's all we we yeah. learned when we no, were. No, we actually we saw some. That was a thing. It was like a, they're they're seasonal, and we were there in October, so there was no, they weren't really there weren't really that many around, but they look like little they look like raspberries, but they're yellow, hmm. like well, bright yellow, like orangeish yellow, orangey yellow, like gold almost. Yeah, and uh, and they're really. Tart, or at least the ones that we had were really tart. So they make, yeah, Cantillion in makes this beer. In 1999, they made a beer out of these cloudberries. Cloud and if you had on your person 800 crowns, oof, which is about $125, yeah, you could have a 10-year-old bottle of the cloudberry beer, which we were planning on getting, <laughs> and then when we got there, we're like, I'm we're not like, going to oh, spend $125 oh, on a bottle of You should some more, then you would have well, bought during the season, which is um, closer to the summertime, because cloudberries are, like, they're ready for picking around May and June, and so they brew the beer then, and 
it's all gone by the time August rolls around. And you can't pick during your unicorn birthing season either. Exactly. You gotta, and the, yeah. <laughs> you know, this sounds like you're making There's it There's a fairy nope. nesting ground <laughs> Absolutely right next to it. Nope. 100% true. <laughs> $125 bottle of beer. This sounds like New Glarus Cherry. Yeah. Well, we know that. and you can only get and it's made in Brussels, but you can only get it in one place in Stockholm. Yeah, yeah I know it sounds like it's we're amazing. making it up. Yeah, it totally sounds like you're making it up. No, next time you're in Stockholm in the summer, so we we ended up going to Accra okay, a couple that's, times. That's that's for the benefit of my sister. Okay, <laughs> listens to the show sometime, and uh, she we just lie all the time. <laughs> you don't know that much about beer. There's right? no place called San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. San Diego is a figment of your imagination. We ended up going to Akarat the first night because we were we just gone off plane. And we were trying to stay awake. I seriously actually so almost fell asleep at the table though. I was like, oh god, I'm not going to make it. Um, then and actually there were there's a lot of pubs. Uh, this the the liquor laws in Sweden are such that you cannot have a bar that serves only alcohol. Um, every every establishment that serves uh, consumables, mm-hmm. comestibles, if you will. Um, must have a kitchen producing hot food. So there are so there's a ton of places that are more like pubs, really, than anything. And they usually have a really short menu. Um, there's a national obsession with nachos in Sweden, which is really unfortunate because it's not the best interpretation. It's weird. Of Mexican I love food. nachos. <laughs> yeah, I love nachos too. Yeah, but, but... with herring. Yeah, <laughs> Okay. Get the special Swedish. <laughs> it's got it's caraway. It's got food. caraway seed and herring on. So it. imagine, <laughs> imagine the Swedish chef. Totally. So what do Swedish nachos? Uh, <laughs> That's okay. it like, it is. Again, we're like Taco Bell. All of it tastes like Taco Bell. Tastes okay. like Taco Bell. It's, it's stale, really like not. It's stale, uh, round, like yeah, like oh, they're really crappy Tostitos. Yeah, covered with the watery pico de gallo salsa. And covered in cheese sauce. <laughs> and it's everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, on yeah. all the pub menus. It was really like, yeah, it's ubiquitous. Um, there was a good place. There was a couple. So we, like, Swedish beer typically is not super interesting. They have a couple microbreweries. That's becoming more popular. But as a culture, they um, as they've enjoyed their sort of renaissance of drinking, because for a long time there were really strict laws about drinking and they had sort of alcoholism problems. Um, and that's kind of that that that's in the past, but just barely. And so right now, the drinking culture is really focused more on cocktails and like clubbing culture and stuff. But there are some there's really expensive ones. brewing yeah. <laughs> and wine is becoming more popular. But that's not something that a lot of people really know. It's kind of like the U.S. thirty years ago, um, and people are starting to get into brewing. And so we tried we tried to taste every kind of. Swedish beer that we could get our hands on just to give it a try. And most of it, we were like, this is not super interesting. There were a few that were pretty good, but generally they tended to be on the sort of blander, lower alcohol. Copenhagen was so much more interesting when it came to the stuff that they brewed. Okay. Um, Because we went and spent a weekend in Copenhagen. Um, But when you you went to Akarat, they had the Swedish Swedish beer, and... uh, they had very different kinds. So we were like, oh, well, we should try this kind, we should try that kind. The kind that we thought, the kind that was the most palatable that you could find anywhere was a thing called Spendrup's Export, <laughs> which was 
kind of like having cores. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, like a little better than that. But really, there's uh, still um, because of this whole the laws and stuff. They have three two beer a lot, and as we all know from your show, three two beer just makes you makes you full before you get drunk. But the spinners export is around five point one percent. It was okay. Yeah, you know, just the, like golden lager sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was you know nothing super exciting. A lot of the a lot of the sort of up and coming um, <clears throat> breweries and and beer beer labels that were sort of known for being the good ones tended to um, mimic American style of microbrews. So like there's a there's a, a brewery <clears throat> called Nils Oscar and they had like a barley wine and an IPA and like a couple other things along those lines. And, and so there was N O and I am not going to say I you, pronounce, pronouncing Swedish is like nearly impossible for the American tongue and this had like twenty five characters in it. But I know <laughs> NO made a really nice barley wine. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said, aren't you talking? Didn't I just That's say not Neil's Oscar. Neil's There's Oscar another one called, called like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that one. For play, sure. play your tape backwards to find out what Stephen just said. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil's Oscar was uh, made some really good stuff, and they also had some stuff in cans. Uh, not like Oscar Blues had in cans, they just had cans, which was kind of interesting. Or Monk's Blood in cans. Mm, right. Monk's and. Um, so we went. Uh, we did go to the microbrewery that we went to more than once. Uh, is called Monk's Cafe. Yes. You want to talk about they that? They were great. Well, um, I don't know. There's not. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, is there that much to say? They actually had um, a couple really interesting beers. They while we were there, they had two locations, and one was considered quote unquote the restaurant, and the other one was considered quote unquote the pub or bar. Um, the bar one had their actual brewing setup, and they they did some brewing, but they also had an incredible list of imports and um, microbrews. And uh, it was it was American Week at one of the locations while we while we so were there. Had, we were so like Miller. We were like, well, that's not interesting. No, no they they actually had more microbrews than I have seen here, like in San Francisco, because they they sort of they had a selection from across the U.S. Okay. So they had all these beers that I actually had never had before, and so that was kind of fun, even though we were paying the like a bunch of beers from like Wisconsin. And, like, okay, uh, there uh, a beer called Finn McCool's we got because a, a guy that we know has a bar called Finn McCool's in Burlingame. Uh, not probably game Millbrae, and they had all this stuff from the East Coast. You can't get it here. They had Brooklyn, which you can't get here. They right. had um, they had uh, Saranac from my hometown, which you can't get here, and yeah, um, kind of a bunch of others from like the Boston area. They had Goose Island, uh-huh. um, and a bunch of the others from uh, from Wisconsin, and then they had the standard stuff that you can get around the West Coast, like Sierra Nevada. They had Sam Adams, uh, Miller. Um, they had they were uh, one location was having American Week. The other location was having German Week or German Month because it was Oktoberfest. Yeah, it was around Oktoberfest, and they had so they had some German beers that I had never had before, and I can't remember the name of the brewery, unfortunately, which is sad. But um, they yeah they had a couple things that were really really good. Um, Miller turns up a lot. You know, I never saw that anywhere. I saw Miller turning up uh, MGD. At a couple of places oh, no, with the big beer lists that. in uh, Belgium. <laughs> yeah. It's like you go to American beers, and one of them was always Miller. And I'm like, oh. you're like, yeah. That's there's a guy when, when you're in Stockholm. There's Is that a, better or worse than than? So Budweiser would you like the Kolsch next? Coors. Would you like some more Kolsch, or would you want to switch to the fancy barley wine? Uh, I think I'll have a little bit more Kolsch before okay. the barley wine. I like the Kolsch. 
I like the the alt the alts. The alt is too old. For what it is, for what it is, it's uh it's good. It's held up okay, but it, but I'm 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 with John on that one. <clears throat> <laughs> so, but we go to Akarat, and like another another bar that was on this list was a place called Oliver Twist, which was trying to be like a uh, uh, more of a British style pub. But they also had a bunch of of uh, Swedish beers from like the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and so they had like a lot of places, and most of them that we found by like you go online, you go to like the these lists to f- try right. to find a good beer bar near there. Like if you go to Chicago, you go to the Map Room, you can go to. Sunset Bar and, you know, all these various places in the, in this country. And then we were like, oh, well, we're going to Copenhagen. Oh, we're going to Stockholm. Where should we go? And then once we found the two places, they can then recommend other places you can go and try different beers. That's how we found that awesome Czech place. The awesome oh, the, Czech yeah. place. This was in Stockholm, down in Södermalm. It was very hip. Um, and it was, <clears> a, it was a Czech, Czech bar. It was like bar and restaurant. Um, and uh, they had the best selection of Czech beers I've ever seen outside of the Czech Republic. It was just it was just awesome, and they had like Czech food. They had Gambrinus, um, they had Budyovice, uh, the Budvar, um, and like eight other different kinds of Krušovice, Star Premen, Star Brno. They did not have Eggenberg, which made me sad. But they had it in bottles. You could see that they had had it at one time. Right. They just didn't have anything at the time that we were there. Psych. As as John John is off answering the phone. (laughs) (laughs) You you get it? But that was kind of the thing. Like you had one of the one of the things that we've learned is if you do a little research ahead of time, so you know at least one or two places to go. Inevitably, unless you have a serious language barrier issue. Um, people, Which does not exist in people who drink beer like to talk about beer, as it turns out, um, shocker. And so, if you just talk to people and be like, and you know, ask, you know, where else should we go? You get well, great and they're proud and they're happy. They're like, hey, you got to try this place. I love this place. Yeah. Well, like uh, an example of that is uh, we went back to my hometown of Utica, New York, and I wanted to get my father a fancy beer. Specifically, I wanted to get him Saint Bernard's Sap Twelve. And I was like, well, where on earth are you going to get St. Bernard's Ave 12 in Utica? Like, Utica <laughs> is a brewing town. It's where the first beer after Prohibition was made. It's like a thing. And so I went and did a little research, and I found a place called um, uh, Marcy Beverage. And we went there, and we were, like, walking around with, like, me, my wife, and my parents. And we are not, uh, we are not shy people, as you might imagine, <laughs> based on listening to this. And there was some townie guy, and I say townie because I am born and raised in Utica, New York, but I do not have the accent from there. People that do have the accent from there, I refer to lovingly as townies. Uh, no disrespect intended. Uh, it's the same thing if you're from Fall River and you sound like you're from Fall River, Massachusetts, you're a townie. Um, and the guy said, oh, uh, if you like beer, you should really go to this place called the Nail Creek Pub. Can you do it with the townie accent? Uh, I <laughs> don't want to go there. <laughs> I, re- I plan to return to the place of my birth. And <laughs> if if I maintain goodwill. I went back for like two weeks, and then I started sounding like it. Like, But I never had it growing up because my father was from Long Island, and my mother was Jewish. And so like my my accent was some sort of strange combination thereof. And so me and my brother sound the same. We don't sound like anybody else from our hometown. Uh, they said, go to this Nail Creek pub. We go to the Nail Creek pub, and they had this amazing, amazing. selection of beers where was the place you were sending pictures from or nail creek that was that was the nail creek creek overheard overheard (laughs) conversation ever yeah that was at the nail creek i have the i have standards (laughs) tweets yes Uh, (laughs) that's 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 for another show that's Uh, after the break (laughs) (laughs) 
But they had that's our lead beers. story on the eleven o'clock news. So in upstate New York, there's like uh, the 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 beer from upstate New York that everybody's had. If you're from the East Coast, is Saranac, Genesee, and Omagong are like the big places that that make beer. And then this had all the beers from Ithaca that you can't really get. It had the Brooklyn beers, other beers from New York. And it's when you're from the West Coast, you can't get any of the East Coast brews. And if you're from the East Coast and somebody gives you Russian River, you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Uh-huh. Whereas for us, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, Pliny, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, whatever. We that's like hate it. mail. No, that's we hate like... mail at beerschool.com. No, 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 no. I love Pliny. Don't get me wrong. But I know. It's like, no, it's, it's all the people going, yeah, Pliny, it's like whatever. With, what? Like, people from Wisconsin, it's like, well, yeah, I just go into the store and get New Glarus. And we were like, like I want to kill you. Yeah. It's it's kind of the same deal. And, like, when when we when I grew up there, and we had the Saranac, and the Sam Adams was brewed in town. And Sam Adams was, like, 70 cents a bottle. And it was back when you could get all the different kinds, it was kind of nice. But the way that we found all these places, and then we went to a couple other bars around, is we went to a place that we had found, talked to the people there, and said, well, where else can we get a good beer? And the guy went on at length about where we could get a good beer. Because I only remember the places you could go and get the three beers from Saranac and as much Coors or, or Bud Light as you could drink. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with Bud Light. Well, there is. But, you know, sometimes you, you didn't fly all the way to Utica, New York to have Bud Light. I had a Bud Light at Hamilton's in San Diego. Really? He, there's a picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> Just because? Was it hot? No, uh, I ca- the cab was on its way to get us to the airport, and I wanted water. one more beer. And I look at the I look at the list. And I go, oh, I have to have this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a that's picture. when you know that you're done. <laughs> oh, we weren't done. I had we abs done. on the plane on the way back. <laughs> oh, good time. But that's the like but the whole thing. The, the if the theme of the show is beer tourism, and it probably yeah. is now, that's the kind of thing that we have ended up doing. And when we go to San Diego, like, we know we're going to San Diego. We know we're going to Portland. Like, all these places in Portland we know because we know you guys. And you're like, oh, you go to, like, your lab, and you go to, like, Widmere, and you go to this place and that place. And and we end up always just freaking Ringlers. Deschutes downtown. Well, that's new, though. I know. I think we all found that (laughs) case. That's amazing. Motor is showing us the picture. Proof that you're Actually, drink Bud Light. <laughs> well, when we go to the Presidio Bowl, we always drink Bud Light out of the bowling oh, pins. Oh, the bowling pin. Yes, the bowling pin bottles. Beers. Where? I, yeah. <laughs> no, Presidio Bowl, if it's still around. It's still no, it closed. Good. It closed. Didn't it close like a couple of months ago? Or yeah. I mean, It was always on the knife edge. Yeah. I don't know. But they had bowling pin Bud Lights, and so whenever we'd go there, we'd have it. Yeah. No, I went there once with uh, Nils and his son. We, there, we hung we out and a... had some bowling pin Bud Lights, and mm-hmm. the guy came to refill the uh, the... The crane toy game thing. Huh. While you were there. While we were there. He, like, takes the top off, and uh, Nils is considering whether or not he, we would ask to put Torsten in the, in the toy <laughs> thing, cover him with toys and take pictures. Uh, that would be that. You should what a great father. <laughs> I get a great picture. Okay, so... <laughs> That was you. Uh, um, so well, that was. What about uh, Copenhagen? On that trip, we actually we also went to Omagong and Cooperstown. Yes. Yeah, beer with, beer with balls. That's yes. Exactly. Jaime, Jaime brought me back that T-shirt from exactly. Cooperstown Brewing. They had they they had like um, some really good beers at like really sort of like wow I really love the they had like uh, not the eight men out what was it it was the backyard. Pale or something like that? It was Lot or something. Sandlot, I think, might have been, but it was like really good. And they, I was like, wow. Their motto was um, Cooperstown is a drinking town with a baseball problem. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I was I was amazed I'd never been to Cooperstown and I was like, wow, this is 
like Disneyland for baseball fans. Yeah, I was going to say, are Disney. there are the other these all these guys slightly older than me wandering with around their with their with their with jerseys their, on? And yeah, their from little their but, little kids who they're who they're like. Well, the Come reason on, Johnny, let's learn about baseball today. Cooperstown <laughs> is really big because they have this thing called like Cooperstown Legends, which is outside of town. What it is is it's like the largest baseball like collection ever it has like 50 fields like something ridiculous it's a baseball complex and they always have a tournaments going on there of different ages and this was one where it was a bunch of like 12 year old kids so it was like uh no no like 16 year old kids that were all over the place doing some sort of like national tournament there so it's uh-huh. like one step above little league and so cooperstown has a lot of things driving it besides the the baseball uh, baseball hall of fame and it's it's almost impossible to get to like it's at least an hour and a half from any airport you've ever seen. <laughs> well, isn't the isn't it a two lane road going in and out? Yes. So yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, but I'm used to it because I'm from like because uh, if you're on the throughway, you have to make the turn off like <laughs> in between Albany and Syracuse, and then it's another like twenty miles. Or you're flying to Binghamton, and then you have to drive forever, and it's just it's just insane to get to the the infrastructure in upstate New York is not as good as it used to be. If you want to get there by by train, it would be fine. Except they don't run trains anymore. I'm but working on that. It, not to Cooperstown. New York. <laughs> really? Are they going to run? Uh, no, I don't think they, so. sh- they should. That would might make uh, along the Hudson up to Rochester. That makes sense. Now, Rochester has some good beer too, but that's another story. Um, so when we were back back uh, popping the stack back because I'm a nerd. When you go back to when we were in Stockholm. Uh, we took a weekend out from our work activities, and we took the um, the S S two thousand the S J two thousand on uh, the from fancy st- train from Stockholm uh, to Malibu, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, over that the the Urston the Bridge, fixed, the fixed link, the new, the new bridge yeah, that the they new, put the bridge, the bridge tunnel, tunnel complex, yeah, and to uh, Copenhagen, and we stayed in the middle of downtown Copenhagen. And that trip was mostly going to museums and drinking beer because, as everyone in Sweden told us, well, the only reason why you would ever want to go to Copenhagen is to get drunk. Because the beer. <laughs> Thank so you, much Eric. Cheaper. <laughs> it wasn't so, that much cheaper. <laughs> and it was interesting because we were like, "Oh, we can go to Tivoli. That'll be fun." Apparently, Tivoli closes for three weeks between. Halloween and... Because we were like, we're going around Halloween. No, it closes 10 days before Halloween. <laughs> for like three weeks to get ready for the Christmas season, which is a big deal for them. And so we couldn't go to Tivoli because it was closed, which was awesome. Um, but we <laughs> managed to... Did you just stand at the gate and stare in? But we did, did actually. Did you feel like the Griswolds when they got to Wally World and it was yes. closed? <laughs> closed. We technically we knew before we arrived we, that it was going to be closed, but we had been assuming it was going to be open. We're like, oh, well, we were able to see something. No, it was closed. <laughs> so we went to we went to some museums. We uh, went and saw the Little Murray statue, like everyone has to. The first um, night, though, we went. Well, it's classier than Mannequin Piss. We, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Wait, that's where all the. They have all the statues of of people the, being the in well, just game. one. Just, the, just one. The, the, oh, the one. And then across the street one. from the Delirium. cafe is the little girl piss. Janikin piss. Janica piss. Have you not? Have you not been there? I've never gone. You should go. <laughs> it's funny because it's, it's mannequin, funny. the great thing about mannequin piss is you you hear all about it. It's on. It's like that and the atonium are on every Brussels postcard and the yeah. Grand Place. 
You get there, mannequin piss is about what three and a half, four feet tall. Yeah. The statue is not big at all. It, yeah. And it's like it's it's kind of like the Leaning Tower of Pisa for me. Like before, like I, I did go. You could go up it now, but uh-huh. at the time, it's like, oh, it's leaning. <laughs> and you go. It's like you take your stupid picture. Yeah. And then it's like. Of- Oh, wow, I came all the way to this town to see that. I was much prouder. It's hard to get a picture of uh, Janikin Piss because it's in that little cubby hole, that little recessed... It I doesn't forget actually, the word for it. And the, it doesn't run anymore. Right. But it's in, it's in like an alcove. And it's right... There was a group of tourists from, I want to say like Germany or something, when we were at Delirium Cafe during the honeymoon trip. They were all... They were like so excited about Janikin Piss and taking pictures and we were like... Really? It's just... It was creepy. They were, yeah, middle-aged German um, people. So before we talk more about Copenhagen, we're going to open uh, the young Marika. Young Marika. So my niece is named Marika, and for to celebrate her birth, we brewed a batch of barley wine called the Young Marika, um, which we are now sampling an early bottle of. It's, um, it's, it's only still, been in the bottle six months. Still needs another six months probably in the bottle. Um, and we've bottled it into very small bottles that we are giving to um, my uh, my sister. That's a twenty-two. When mm-hmm. um, that's a small, that's the small this, bottle. You're we had about. we kept a couple <laughs> big bottles for ourselves, oh, but we got some uh, little ones that we're going. We got some to, seven ounce bottles that we're gonna we're gonna um, wax the tops of, and cool. so that they can open one every year on her birthday until she's twenty-one. And, and then go, sorry, we drank all your birthday beer now that you can legally have one. <laughs> well, That's we'll try to make sure that one gets preserved. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also did, off that same batch of grain, we did a second running and made a small beer called the <clears throat> Small Marika, which is gone because we drank it all. It was good. Yeah, so the we got a recipe on because the father, or baby daddy, uh, his favorite beer is Old Foghorn. And so I found a recipe online of an Old Foghorn clone, and it said... And I kid you not, take twenty one pounds of pale ale malt, <laughs> which is about which is Make almost porridge. which is close to three times the amount that you need for a regular. Well, beer. just to put that in perspective, you have a fifty pound sack of grain. Yeah, well, it's because I went to I went to more beer in Concord. Thank you, gentlemen. Please, can I get a, can I can I get some more discounts? And, uh, <laughs> well, we can we can make that happen. I know, I know. We went we went I went there th- at the-, the christening of of your cousin's baby or first cousin once removed. Because between the, it's in Concord and like her cousin lives in Concord, and we went to we went to more beer, and I said I need to get all the ingredients to have the to make the beer because uh, Marika was doing like what a week, and I wanted to make sure that Come whenever on. she was born around that same time I'd be able to make the beer. Um, I went and I talked to the guy, um, and he said, "Well, I can measure out twenty one pounds, and it'll cost you around like thirty bucks." Or I can give you this 50-pound sack. <laughs> and since I was going to grind it myself, because I had the grain mill, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm just going to give you the sack. And I was like, my wife's going to kill me. But, uh, <laughs> hey, it beats sitting around. Exactly. And so it was that. <laughs> it it Did was like I 21 pounds you? of that, no. a pound of 60-degree uh, of uh, caramel malt. Um, sort of standard, the standard uh, California common uh, uh, yeast. And... A massive amounts of Cascade Willamette hops. This was dry hopped twice, and uh, combine it all, and this is the first runnings. And the second runnings, the small beer came out really nice. Um, a little bit too hoppy for my taste for a small beer, but 
It came out at 3.5. It's tasty. It smells good. How is this? So uh, it's 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 very good. Barley wine like, uh, I would say hoppier than a barley wine normally is, but it'll dissipate. It'll dissipate the hops over time. Yeah, the te- and you could win Toronado in two years with this. It's um, it's very. Sp- <laughs> that is so not. Do true. you feel that breeze up your butt? <laughs> that <is> so- <laughs> it's very. Sp- that is such a lie. <laughs> it's very spiky. You know, like a young barley wine is. Yeah, you know, all the all the notes are. Are all through it, but I think, uh, and it's not that hard to make. Uh-uh. Um, it took, did take me nine and a half hours mm-hmm. to make both beers because I had to boil it twice. Right, and, um, the, you, and it's a one you only boiled for an hour. Uh, this is this was uh, ninety minutes, and the small beer was for an hour. Um, need ninety minutes to get the to get the the bitterness out of the hops. Right, so uh, it was hopping at ninety at thirty at boy at. Um, at knockout, and then in the secondary, another two ounces. Wow. That's a lot of hops. <laughs> it, was, it was like eight ounces of hops. It was like ridiculous. Whole, in a five-gallon batch? No, it was, it was a four. Well, it was, was six four. ounces for both batches. Still a lot of hops for five gallons. Or four gallons. Well, five gallons plus five gallons. Yeah. Are you, are you okay, Susan? Yeah, I'm fine. Just have a residual Thanksgiving injury. Nice. Oh, the burn. <laughs> Sorry. Pet- Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no a- I tripped down the stairs. No, this is a barley. <laughs> I'm like, I would make it again, uh, but I would start at like 10 a.m. on a Saturday, not Dirty. 5 o'clock on a Thursday. <laughs> we, like, we did it after work and had to work the next day. It was not good. I went to bed at like 3.30 and then I had to get up for like a meeting. Well, at that's 9:30. the thing. That, that's the thing with brewing is that once you start, you're committed to the end. Yeah. Well, I was debating because I've I've read like if you leave, it's like stock. It'll get sour if you leave it for more than like a day. Yeah. But if you kept it, if I kept it on the stove for eight hours and just went to sleep and got up in the morning, I could do it. It's just by that point, I was like, well, I'm already here, but and I already have it. everything set up. It's like I can go to bed at one or go to bed at three thirty. <laughs> right. Oh, it was like college where it's like, I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. Maybe if I just got up at 5 tomorrow morning, I could finish. And That's I was like, screw that. that. I just get No, oh, no. You have to. Once you're, once you're at 3, you got to you gotta <laughs> yeah, power through. It was, it was, my, my, the decision point was around 1230. But um, the recipe that I used, you can find online anywhere. And the cool thing about it is you can make a, like, a barley wine like this. is like $8 in a bottle. Or you can make it yourself for less than a buck. I also like the fact that you've made it for your... Uh, for your niece's uh, birth and like mm-hmm. set it up as something every year. Yeah. I mean, we're hopefully it lasts that long. Justin does like barley wine. Yeah, I think <laughs> oh, no, I think can't. he can be regulated. He's not going. I mean, no, he's not going to drink it all. Well, part of it is if you make something for somebody, you know, for the future, you got to respect it. Yeah, you, we we have to make labels for it. You right? have to you should do a little uh, like a, a revenue stamp across the top that says do not open <laughs> and then put a year on top of every bottle. We That's actually that, what we're going to do. That's a good idea. Because, because on the last show, which I think was the my my anchor holiday beer yeah. collection, and just oh. a couple of just a couple of uh, months ago, some people were over at my house, and uh, Hillary saved one of the bottles because we were out of beer, and somebody noticed that in the crisper it was full of beer and was about to open one. She's like, "No!" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean you have to. <laughs> That's, we have a set. We have a second fridge in the garage for for 
this well, purpose. Well, but with the barley wine, that would be water. another thing that people would notice. Yeah, who were just rooting around looking for do our open until yeah. Okay. Once we and wax, why does what? Oh yeah, that's right. The wax. No, once we wax it, it'll be such a pain in the butt to get it. You open. should you should, you could uh, you could get a set of dies and stamp the date in the top of the wax once the wax dries. Oh, uh, that would take too long. I just got a Dremel. I could I could you could borrow the Dremel. <laughs> I have a Dremel. And we're not going to do that. And you didn't injure yourself while playing I did with it not, yesterday. I did not injure the. And the other thing okay. about the Dremel, if I owned my own house, I would own a Sawzall just because. A Sawzall? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. It's for so. cutting buildings in half. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's some good stuff. Totally necessary. Um, Sawzalls are great. So that's so that's the story of this probably. Wanted. I was really good. Oh, it's very good. Sawzall back when I. Um, Dabbled in it's young. It, I mean, well, it's called the young Marika because calling it old Marika sounds wrong because it's right. a baby. Uh, but that's well, it's a and it'll be interesting to see how it how it ages. How it ages. Who uh, works at the bakery? Old Marika. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a year it'll it'll soften out. Yeah, we we opened it up for Thanksgiving, and the first taste was had by the parents um, of the baby. And then uh, I opened one up for like. <laughs> you celebrate Thanksgiving so like, by tasting have, babies. I, we only have of uh, the twenty twos. We have we don't have that many. One was reserved for beer school. So oh, well, now the rest of them are going to the family. Well, thank you very much. Oh, anytime. That. It's awesome. I figured you should you should try my uh, my the the cheers, barley wine. Cheers to Marika. Yes. To Miss Marika. Barley Clank. wines are tough things. They they in ate, terms of like flavor, well, or? because they're all over the place. I mean, there's really no set recipe style for barley wine mm. in in the definition of it. it's just something that's high in alcohol and it's supposed to age. And, and old English ladies like it. <laughs> but uh, I think making it really? that that was the reputation. That's the the Fritz Maytag story about barley wine. Really? That we went around England looking for barley wine. Uh, somebody said, "Oh, that's that's what the old ladies have a sip of before they go to sleep." Oh, a sip. That would be the difference uh. between me and the old. <laughs> <laughs> Define old. <laughs> hey. But this is this is like the th- this is supposed to be a take on Fritz. So uh, it's not. It doesn't taste actually like old foghorn at all. Okay. But uh, it might in a couple years. Right. Well, I don't age it like he does. But the small beer was definitely this tastes like small beer, and it was. And I love small beer. Um, that's like one of my favorite that they make. I like how the label is smaller. <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, on the anchor small, small? on the anchor small. Can you get? Yeah. You must be able to get small beer on draft at the bar at SFO. Hmm. Uh, we never, we never fly out of that which terminal. terminal? United. Oh. Oh, it's worth flying United just to go to the anchor bar. Really? It's, <laughs> really? <laughs> it's it's actually it's really nicely done, and it's all of anchor beers on draft. And so before you fly, there's nothing like that supersized... Speaking uh, of beer tourism, right? <laughs> yes. Nothing like that supersized uh, Liberty Ale at about 9.30 oh in the morning. Oh, my God. Oh, no. You get, you know, the, no, I the, think Liberty the 20... Ale is a good breakfast beer. It is oh, a good yeah. breakfast beer. It is. I love and right, Liberty Ale, but... Right now, you could go in, and uh, they probably have uh, a Holiday Ale on draft. But it's a very nicely done bar. San yeah. Francisco SFO was just voted best airport to get stranded at in the United States. Oh, it's, well, why yeah. wouldn't it? Because <laughs> it's got the museum inside of it. Yes, that's cool. Well, not actually, just that. Yeah. The food, the food is the much good. better than it was about five years ago. Rotating yeah. exhibits. Have, you, exhibits been, have nice you been to the actual museum within the airport? Yes, mm, the recreation of the original terminal. Yes, we were right by it at the Virgin Gate. Is right we by didn't the museum. Go to that? No, because we were sort of close to our flight. God. I they, went once. 
They have a they have a huge collection that's not even out of all these old uniforms and tchotchkes and knickknacks and all these it's model impressive. planes. They've got so much cool oh, stuff. Oh no, I, I, I'm I'm in awe of the curators <laughs> of the Svo Airport because yes. it it's an accredited it's, it's it's a completely accredited museum. And my friend back when she was a uh, when she was finishing up her degree and her master's in art history, she goes, everybody's like that would be such a cool place to work at. Yeah. Mm. Because so, I think they also have a lot of money to spend on their exhibits and stuff. And so, um, and they just cool stuff. I mean, Bob Weir's drum collection, I remember that. And another thing that you miss, another <laughs> thing that, yeah, they had Bob Weir's drum collection. Like, Do they have access to the stuff out at Treasure Island, or is that different? I don't know. Okay. Uh, the, the other great thing, and you wouldn't know this because you don't fly United, to get out to the United Pier, they have the really long moving sidewalk. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have exhibits there. So you just stand that, there. And oh, actually, go, I have, we have flown it. Well, that I've, that yeah. is what I remember the most because that's been there for a little while. I think the, 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 in the international terminal where the Virgin flights go in and out of, um, that's a newer space. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was like, but the exhibits, the rotating exhibits in the, along, in the United Terminal. Yeah. Sam Adams had that in, uh, at the Boston uh, terminal for a while, and now it's gone. You just stand there and like watch stuff go by. No, no, no. You you would be able to go to like this the oh the, the Sam Adams Sam Adams stuff. stuff, and then there was a museum behind it. But now Sam they redid that bar. whole thing. Yeah. That whole thing. Like Sam well, Adams doesn't really have a party. I was going to so. say, speaking of places to drink in airports, I mean, you know, it's like a pastime for travelers <laughs> that like to drink. Um, we went to the Boston Beer Works bar at the Boston airport last summer and we were I was doing as we were traveling around upstate New York and and Boston I was trying to have every blueberry beer that we found and I think I had like five or six one of them was at Boston Beer Works (laughs) and we had we were like well it's 1030 but blueberry beer sounds good (laughs) totally So we had this. So we like, we're like, all right, we'll get. We got a couple of blueberry beers, and they put the like fresh blueberries in them, and it was good. It was good times. I, I like heard they actually blueberries. brew at the Munich airport. Oh, really? That there's a pub where they actually brew. I have to confirm that I'm not crazy on that one. I'm John. will figure it out. John, he's, well, he's, he's taking notes. With what is that input stylus you have there? <laughs> oh, this, uh, for, for those for those moments, a, a pencil. It's a, a number two pencil. It actually era- it, you can erase. Really, it's, it's got an undo. Oh, the pink un- buttons for undo. Pink buttons. For undo. <laughs> okay, it is not. It is not a. Nerds. The show is coming to a close because we're almost like beer. Um, but back. Uh, 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 well, where were we? Copenhagen. <laughs> he was like, "What was I talking about? Let's go back to me talking. Let's go back to Copenhagen. <laughs> yeah, you, let's see. You, you, you saw were, the. You were standing I'm, like this is my yammering show. <laughs> Let me you yammer. S- you saw the Little Mermaid. You saw Actually, the Actually, we had you some great beer. Yeah. So we 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 gotten as far as the um, the the Little Mermaid. But the the first night we were there, we went to the not the only, but definitely the. The most successful and best microbrewery in Copenhagen, and it's called the Norbrug House. Nora Norbrug. <laughs> yeah, again, my ability to pronounce Danish is almost Brug there as well. Friedman Foodie. Right. Um, um, it was really good. They're they they're like definitely doing American style, um, like microbreweries. It was just very trendy. It was delightful. There was a beer named after. There was an Obama beer. I can't remember what the uh, what the style was. Uh, pretty good. Well, there's a joke there, but I can't tell it. Really? 
Uh, yeah, it was Nuremberg Brighaus. There's, <laughs> it still sounds like he's cut off. He's again. mumbling. <laughs> no, I, we we went there and they have a a, a a like a bar in the basement where you can get some food, and then they have a really really expensive fancy ass restaurant upstairs. But they have a very large, would appear to be a, like at least a fifteen barrel system that you could see, and they made at least eight different kinds of beers. They were all very much trying to be a West Coast style uh, brewery, and they were just great. I mean, the beer was just great. Well, some were good, some were. The Obama beer wasn't very good, but the place was great too. Yeah, the Obama beer that we had at um, at Omagong was really good, but you can actually get it there, and they can't actually call it Obama because that's illegal for really? some reason. Yeah, there was some like you can't call because then it's like that's why it was so hard <laughs> to get Bush for uh, eight years. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> apparently, no, uh, apparently, actually, it becomes some sort of political thing, and then you have to register as like it being a political beer. I thought they, which is why the usually if you do the um, um, what uh, what was it Half Moon Bay Brewing had the McCain beer and the Obama beer. Right. If you do it both, then you're balanced, and then you can be like, oh well, it's like the old popcorn. So stuff breweries, so breweries can't name their beer politically, but radio stations can be all right wing all the time. Yes. Wow. Okay. That's from. Those are pretty. There's yeah. uh, that's another another picture of that's it. That's pretty like too. The, the lighting showing, is really we're nice. We're showing John our. Uh, Here, hold it up. To we'll we'll, we'll send it to you. So it, 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 these are awesome. You can go on. We'll send it to you. You can go on the website. Thanks. Um, I love. You know, but Copenhagen has Copenhagen. We also went to the Carlsberg Brewery, and if you're in, you if you're in Copenhagen, you should go. Um, because Carlsberg and Tuborg are like the big sort of. Well, there actually used to be three big. Uh, beers made in Copenhagen, uh, New Carlsberg, Old Carlsberg, and Tuborg, and now they're all owned by the same people. And the the brewery complex is ridiculously interesting, and I would definitely recommend it to anybody. As a brewery tour, they have uh, something that I haven't really seen because once you've seen one brewery operation, you've pretty much See, seen them all. This but is the this mash is, ton. But the cool <laughs> thing about the this is the louder. Except this if you get to go to stage. if you get to go to Anchor and see a boil over, then it's really cool. <laughs> but at Carlsberg, it's in the old brew house because they actually brew in like really fancier places uh, across the street. Like they don't brew in that area because it's too expensive, um, except for research. But they had videos where they would show brewing in 1940. And brewing now, and you would be able to compare the whole, the like, the entire process, um, old and new. So the old style of germination and and the old style of when they did their own malting uh-huh. on premises, and where they bring in all the, and how they make the yeast, and you got to see the the um, laboratory where they isolated the Saccharomyces cerevisiae. And uh, Saccharomyces carlsbergensis. Uh, and Carlsberg it was just a very interesting tour. And then at the end, you get loaded with a bunch of foreign tourists. But um, <laughs> they have free Wi-Fi, like ourselves. which is good. Yeah, we're, we were like, ooh, Facebook <laughs> updates. We actually yeah, got to post our Facebook like, updates for X instead of waiting till the end of the night. So you go, look, San Franciscans, they're standing around happy with free Wi-Fi playing with their iPhones. Uh, we were. Dude, we're not just San Franciscans. We are bona fide nerds, for crying out loud. Well, was, I, I have my rant about free Wi-Fi is open up your damn router. Because there is nothing that anyone's going to take from you or do to you with when you have an open. Well, network. we have two. Um, we have um, we have a private network, right? That's full. and then we have one that's open. Nerd. Right? 
Well, <laughs> we have it so that like we can because like, Stephen knows how to set those. If people because st- we have we have the new time capsule from Apple, and so that's what, how we set it up. Yeah, because uh, I don't I don't care if they steal my bandwidth. I don't really care that much. They, well, you get limited, but if you have the right, kind I don't of, want them to be able to access my TiVo. If the, you have the right kind of router, then you can just say this port only has twenty five k a second. Yeah, which is which is plenty for getting. The but things but that you having want. it having the sep- you really need two separate networks because if somebody somebody can like play around with my TiVo because I want to be able to control my TiVo from my iPhone. Yeah. So by having the two separate networks, so that you have to be on know my password to get into the private one. I, I'm not being a dick, but right. I'm just saying that everybody yeah. should have an open segment of their. Well, network. do what Bruce Schneier does. He he hasn't he has an open Wi-Fi at his home. The guy who's like the the god, yeah, the of, guy, the guy. of internet security is like, yeah, none of the crap works, so right. I don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like, yeah, WPA is not really secure, so I just have it open. And if you steal it, that's fine because all my stuff is actually secure. And your network should be secure within itself, not right. And if it's anyway, I watch I because I. I have a hacked phone, and you know half the time it doesn't work. Yeah, and so I really am just pissed off all the time. Like, damn it, why aren't these routers oh, open? Between AT and T sucking, but in in any yeah. case, our <laughs> phones because we have AT and T, the cost of actually using it in Europe was ridiculous, uh, except for text messages. Um, unless there was free Wi Fi. Unless there was free Wi Fi, which which we used. So that actually is an interesting segue because we were talking about this at brunch before recording the show about how. When we were traveling in Sweden this in October, but also like uh, this last summer when we were in upstate New York, and I've noticed whenever John is out anywhere <laughs> drinking, like well, you know, like we're like we're we're at this place and like snap a picture of you know the beer that you're drinking, post it, you know, kind of and give like a review, and it's fun. Like I I totally love watching. That kind of stuff in people's feeds from others, other people. That's kind of one of the things that we do when we're traveling for beer and drinking. I don't yeah, do it. Do. We, don't, we don't do it with wine, but we always do it with beer. And we don't. And unlike John, we don't implore everyone to come to wherever we are. Get oh, here. Get here. Get here. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you here? <laughs> because oh. I'm in Sweden. Damn it. Oh, well, no, the, the get here thing. Oh, my personal. My personal. Sometimes I'm not sure where you are. I'm like, it's a picture of beer. I don't know where you are. Well, the last one I figured out Usually that it was 2A, but <laughs> there could only be one of seven places. Yeah, that's true. And, in, and out of the seven, it's going to be three. And out of the three, it's going to be two. Right. And out of the two, it's got to be one. And out of the one, go. No, I'm just saying that oh. it's pretty easy it's to figure pretty out. Much, where, it's pretty it's easy tornado to figure out. A, it's yeah. 21A or Tornado or Magnolia or. On occasion. Yeah, but Magnolia doesn't have Wi Fi, so I can't transmit from there. Bastards. Oh, we should talk to Dave about that. You should talk. To Dave I'm going to talk to Dave about that. Can't it's gonna pass that. I mean, you set up two A, so yeah, I'll just plug it in, and it'll be, uh, you know, well, the thing is, is that because of the street urchins that live there, oh. we have to make sure that it's... the street urchins that have iPhones and know about yeah. Wi-Fi. Well, no, they all have iPhones. They too. all have <laughs> iPhones. Well, with their dogs and their dreadlocks. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty. So, <laughs> but but, when we part, got but the, the cool thing is, is that I appreciated seeing the messages <laughs> and the photos and the this is yeah, where we are because um, it's like Ringlers. Yeah, that's Ringlers. awesome that you're there. I was going to say, you know, I get to, I get to like, share nope. in the I get to share in the ongoing adventure. Yeah, and Ringlers. 
<laughs> Shocker. Ribby, 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 ribby. Shocker. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I don't know why you like that bear so much. Oh, it's great. It's we good, but it's gave it, it goes on and on about it like it's some sort of nectar of the gods. Oktoberfest. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, <laughs> um, that, that's actually in Germany. That was right? the day. That was the day yeah. before I met you guys. The day before. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Crazy. That you should put up online. <laughs> that's that's then, the then essence, that is the essence of Oktoberfest. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then Stockers will show up and be like, yeah, what's up? You know, I forgot. When we were in Copenhagen, we also went to Vesterbro. The, um, yeah, the one right. The, the Vesterbro, like, the beer wasn't as good, but it was really convenient because it was right next to our hotel. It was Vesterbro. some of it was good. Yeah, they had, I, I had something that was really good. Their amber was crap, but the... Um, <laughs> They had a good I had pale. like a Scotch ale. Uh, the or Scotch something. ale was good, but uh, again, Scotch ales I always like. I had no. The amber was really good. Whatever you had was bad. Oh, I forgot to take a picture of you that. You had the brown. The, um, it was not good. So the uh, take a picture of of the, the empty the, beer. We can pour a little bit more oh, into yeah, the glass yeah, yeah, so it do doesn't that. look ridiculous. Um, but we had a lot of Tuborg. We had a lot of Carl's uh, Ved, which is their wheat beer, and uh, we went to one. Um, did we go to Plan B? Where? There were two oh, nice. places in Copenhagen that this had that were that were listed as the top beer bars, and the first one we went to was too hot and filled with Russian tourists. And then we went to Plan B, right? No, what was the one that we the? You're right. Actually, yeah, we did. Get Sorry for those of you B. at home. This yeah, is, this is a great radio. <laughs> well, it was after we um, it was Ugh. after we went to Norbrug House, whatever, how however you say that, um, and. Yeah, we tried one place that seemed like it was probably really cool, but it was like a hole in the wall, and it, yeah, it was it was packed. So we, it was the one listed above Plan like B that. in Copenhagen as for beer bars, and it was it was really good. Um, we went in, and we were like, oh, we could have all these interesting beers here, except that you couldn't get to the bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like like it was like Tornado on a Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, but smaller. But it had it had a similar vibe. A similar what does Swedish douchebags look like? Oh, these were these would have been Danish douchebags. Oh, Danish douchebags. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look the, at them and say, "What is the power out in the marina?" <laughs> <laughs> no, because it came in my Cop- Copenhagen. It, Copenhagen, like when when you go to Stockholm, the thing about Stockholm is that it's like the cleanest damn city you've ever seen in your life. Everything is pretty much immaculate. And then when you go to Copenhagen, you're like, "Oh, this is a lot more." German, it seems a little bit more gritty, and then there's graffiti everywhere. Uh-huh. And so it seems Carl's like it's Burger. much more hipsters. Cool. It's it's definitely like like much more uh, It's like the it's like the uh the transition from Switzerland to Germany to Austria. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, although there's lots of commonalities between those people, but that's another story. Um But that's like the but Copenhagen for like being there two days, we got a lot of, of beer drinking in because we went to two museums there including the night the the Kerberg glyptotech where where from the phrase i'm a glyptomaniac came from <laughs> was really awesome and i would recommend that to everybody because i love i love art i love museums they have one of only three complete collections of um Rodin. Rodin statues nice from the <clears throat> the like the lovers series isn't one of them here though it's stanford yeah stanford but, you know. um, but they have a they have a gigantic they have the burgers from Calais and they have all the different Balzacs that he made. It was a lot of stuff from Oda. And Did you uh, go to any good tech museums? We went to the technical museum in Stockholm. 
And it was it was like the best part. There, it's kind of organized into three halls. One is the like hands-on play with things, science experiments. One, Lots of nasty little kids running, like every, kids running around. Like all of them. One was like space, Ooh. and it had like you know a bunch of different exhibits about space, and it had one of those anti-gravity like jumper machines that kids would line up for. But the main um, hall was really the cool. The main hall, though, was like you would have, the you would history have died and gone of to machines, and it was really cool. It was all like trains and engines. Oh, yeah. And it had an old Saab that you could actually sit in. You could open the door and like sit inside the car. And it was really cool. <laughs> and they had an interesting exhibit about women and, uh, women inventors. Yeah. They had, but um, apparently they... History of the telephone? Yeah. That was good. Bring, bring. Yeah, they had the old, um, the, the, like, the iconic Ericsson... Single handset phone that because oh, yeah. they were like Swedish design. Oh, the best part was they had uh, one of the confiscated Pirate Bay servers <laughs> and a whole history of the Pirate Bay. And so it was confiscated, returned to Pirate Bay, and then Pirate the Pirate Bay donated that computer to the museum, and it was like, a prized in a prized collection, like the Enigma Museum is at, the Enigma Machine yeah. is at uh, at the Deutsches Museum. And I was yeah. like, I took a photo of it. I was like, this is awesome. Oh, yeah, the pirate. This is? Yeah, I don't know what that is. The, you have to tell the, what that, that. At the Carlsberg um, Brewery, the in their visitor center, um, they have the world's largest, according yes. to Guinness Book of World Records, collection of unopened beer bottles. <laughs> um, and it's it's incredible if you look at it. I've got a picture of it on my phone. Was it like eighteen thousand? Was just something? Yeah, and I'm showing it to my. Yeah, like more it, than that? their their count was yeah no it was about eighteen thousand. But they they constantly add to it, and it's this giant like it has you know, one unopened bottle that, of everything that Carlsberg and Tulborg has ever made in every country in the world. Nice. Yeah, so they have all Which the different labels. And, so uh, they have like incredible. at least like three hundred and fifty bottles unopened of different <laughs> styles from their Israel. <laughs> Like very specific, a bunch of Thai beers. It was... This I thought you would like. So there's um, there's a thing that they do. It's got reindeer. Yeah, the, <laughs> in um, in, Co- in in Denmark every year for Christmas they release a beer called the Julebrew, which is um, Tuborg, which is a Tuborg beer. Uh, it's a Christmas seasonal beer, and the day that it's released is like a huge J-day. celebration. It's called it's called J Day or or Jotdag. Um, and, <laughs> J-day. Uh, and I think I got her single. We, hey now. <laughs> we missed it by oof, like oof, a week. Oof, oof. Um, so it would have been really kind of awesome. And this year, um, I was just showing Motor this because this year they they always have like there's a Santa Claus delivering delivering the beer like image that they include in part of the in the like on the the cans themselves. There's that's what the label always looks like. But every year they have a slightly different design and it has a blue field like a blue background, dark blue background with snow on it. Um, uh, like snow falling and like get ready for Christmas and there's always Santa Claus. This year <coughs> they have a they have um, like a streetcar, like a contemporary S-Bahn streetcar, and Santa Claus is on it, and so is Rudolph, um, and they're riding along the street, and that's like their that's their that's their design for this year. And so I was like, oh, Motor's gonna love that. That is what very Motor. I've got. Um, I was in Munich around Easter, now uh, a couple of years ago, and the. Uh, the Germans are really into Easter and Easter displays and Easter bunnies mm-hmm. and Easter eggs. <laughs> yes. And one brand of cigarettes that they have there that we don't have here is called West. And in the Hauptbahnhof, West always seems to have really sleazy ads. <laughs> it was a bunch of women dressed up in their little bunny costume, bunny bikinis, okay. <laughs> with Easter eggs and West cigarettes. <laughs> Just us and the Easter bunny smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Do we go to Germans? Else in Copenhagen? 
That was pretty much it, right? Well, we Did went you? to Vesterburg, Norbrew, Carlsberg. Plan, Carlsberg. We really Plan spent B. the whole day. We spent the whole day at Carlsberg. If you get a chance to go, if you like beer, it's a beautiful, like, the visitor center is amazing. I like the elephants. And the elephants, they have the <laughs> old gate. Um, the the Carls, Mr. Carlsberg Sr. Um, was really into um, elephants and, like, the because they're a symbol of long life or something like that something, Is that like that. something? so yeah. there's there's beautiful like the buildings themselves are beautiful from the original brewery um and you get that opportunity to take a picture of yourself with a giant stone elephant which is cool and it's right next to it's right next to two big parks um that are nice for walking around in once you've drunk as much as you can drink at the yeah. visitor center so that's good <laughs> so i have i have a some follow-up questions okay okay did you keep track of Every well, obviously you remembered everything that you went to, but did you write down or did you map or yes, yes? We actually the way that I maintain it is pictures um, because we usually snapped a picture of every beer that we had Uh that was unique. I mean, we didn't if we had more than one of the same, we wouldn't. But um, also, I use Picasa, um, which is the Google Photo Management, um, and they have a they have like a mashup with. Google Maps, and you can say you can put on the map where this picture is taken. Oh, so cool. all the beer pictures I mapped mm-hmm. to the bars that we were at. And in Stockholm, uh, because we were there for work, uh, we actually put together a website of all the places to eat and drink and do and whatever in Stockholm, and we put it up in like uh, on a Google site that we have at work. Okay. And it's not so public, it's not public, and we can't give it to you because it's very specific. I to understand my company, uh, but <laughs> we, we could figure. Uh, out. That's how we kept track of. We could figure most out of what it. evil empire you worked for based on yeah. that. <laughs> not yet. That acquisition no. hasn't been announced. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. How many evil empires well, it's are been there? An, it's not. It's not private. There's anymore. that. <laughs> there's that evil empire. Another evil. The Starbucks evil empire. Well, although they're not so evil, they've raised the bar. That's all they've done. And. Yeah, well, no. if you we work in computers in San Francisco, it's like p- take your pick. Um, <laughs> the uh, so, do you have another question that is? Not I do. So in, it's not so no, odd. no. I just back, wanted, I just want to know. I just back when Cybase was in Emeryville, <laughs> Bill's like to say the reason Cybase is in Emeryville is so computer guys in San Francisco have one job opportunity that isn't in Silicon Valley. Yeah, <laughs> kind of um, true though. So you you are you were keeping track of it, and, and uh, I do know that. Yeah, you know. You, we were seeing the trip along the way. Yes. Because of uh, the, the social network part. And I mm. think that's a really cool thing. I think that that everybody should well, say I mean, where p- they some are. Some people have blogs. We didn't really blog most of it. but Right. Well, but some of it, some of it, you don't need the blog. You just, I, I, you know, like we're running, we're almost late for the train. I'm like, I know what that feels like. Oh, that was so <laughs> totally. horrible. Or I wanted I- to punch everyone <laughs> in the Danish train system. I was like, really? Really, you say it's going to be here in a minute, and we're here 30 minutes later, and you canceled the train over the bridge. I just wanted to kill all of you. And, like, people were, I thought, other people that were much angrier than me were going to actually get into fisticuffs with the, <laughs> with the train personnel. Well, the, the people there. Like, that one, that one like, uh, Italian guy was really, really yelling. What do you say of the train of not coming here? <laughs> It wasn't quite like that. But. <laughs> it wasn't like something out of The Simpsons. Thank you very much. But it was. But we did make it with one minute to spare. Well, then you got on the train. Yes. And uh, then we had free Wi-Fi because we that. were first class. <laughs> I've done that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and this trip was four months long? No, no, no. no. Oh. We were there for three weeks. 
okay. I'm trying to do a timetable Sto- in my head of the Stockholm all- trip was three weeks. Our honeymoon was a month. Okay, and that was through Germany and Stockholm. Okay, my my wife is taking taking a breather. Um, <laughs> I mean, we like we were there for pretty much the entire month of October. Okay, it seemed like you were doing lots in your in your one month. Well, there were little trips in between there too. <laughs> well, in we went to we were in Sweden and then we went to uh, Copenhagen just for one weekend. And that was pretty much it. Um. And then we were unfor- because of the time difference between here, uh, between PST and, and CET. You do your job in Sweden, and then you have to stay up <laughs> until eight PM at work to have all your phone calls with the West Coast with people trying to figure out what's going on. Uh-huh. And then you get back to your hotel, and then you're eating, and it's like really late. And so, uh, and we got sick of hotel food, and we got sick of fast food. And the ethnic food in Stockholm is very spotty. Really? And so, what are your choices? Um, it used to be just Italian, and <sighs> we had some good. We had a, there was a good pizza place. It was like Donner Kebab. It was okay. <laughs> oh man, no, it's not like Germany. They have they have it there, but it's just not good. Oh man, um, they have really Donner Kebab in Germany. It's fantastic. It's, it was. It was not. They just don't have. They don't have enough Turks. Apparently. Um, it, it, Stockholm's a weird town. They have a lot of, like, uh, Iraqis. Really? There are sort of enclaves, because it's a fairly inclusive society, enclaves of just Iraqis. One of the guys I worked with was actually Iraqi. Um, and one of the more interesting men I've ever met. Uh, but that's... I can't talk about that on the air. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the ethnic food, they have... Um, um, in downtown Stockholm, they have a bunch of uh, food halls. There's one in the Hotelier, which is like underneath like a movie theater. And they're usually in the basement. And they have... Place where you can get chocolate. They have um, um, the 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 state monopoly on on wine and, and liquor and beer. Well, alcohol technically. And then they have these little food places you can go get. There's, there there was a place that had a kebab that wasn't very good. There was a place that had um, a place called Texas Burger, <laughs> oh. which we went to a lot because it was like, oh, this tastes like a. It was a good burger and it wasn't that expensive, and we were on a per team or whatever. Uh, but we went there a lot because they're like, oh, let's go to Texas Burger because the the Iraqi guy doesn't like fish because uh-huh. uh, he's like, I'm from Iraq. We don't eat fish in Iraq. <laughs> what is this? I'm strange from Baghdad. Cre- what is this strange food? creature you talk about? A fish? And all <laughs> and all the Swedish guys, all they want to eat is like, oh, let's go to like the place that has a really good fish soup or the place that has the Toskagen, which is filled with like salmon roe and shit. <laughs> and that sounds good. Oh my god, uh, Susan had it. I didn't. I was like, oh, I'm going to stick with crab. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, and so, but in these sort of like basement things, they have, um, good Swedish food, but the ethnic food is really, people were trying to tell me, oh, it's really good. And I'm like, you think it's really good because you're from Ireland. <laughs> uh, the food here actually is really crappy. And when you, when you're used to being in a, in like one of the more cosmopolitan foodie towns like London or New York or where we are, San Francisco, you're like, this is Okay. Uh, and it's doable for lunch, and I've had worse, but, man, do not get Mexican there. I thought I had the worst burrito <laughs> in my life in Versailles. I was wrong. I was wrong. I mean, the one in Versailles had, like, corn in it. Corn, you shouldn't have corn. In it. Like, maybe in the rice a little bit, but corn shouldn't be an ingredient in a burrito. It's just wrong. Not a major ingredient. No, no. no. Although, Casillito with the peas in it, I like it, but that's different. Um, 
But I've had some really I had some really great food in Stockholm. Like we went to a place called Grill where everything is grilled. That's that very good. expensive. And like I had this ox fillet. It was like forty five dollars, so it blew out the budget. Um but it was nine ounce. It was like one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. It was dry aged for four weeks and all that stuff. So they have some they have some good food, they have some bad food, but one of the best things that we had was they have this uh, they call it a Swedish burrito, and you just it's street food. You just go up, and it's always served to you by like th- this. Th- these guys were Lebanese, but you, it's the only place that serves food after midnight. You go in, and it's um, you have a choice. It's a piece of fish and mashed potatoes in like um, lavash bread, <laughs> but it's like somewhere between lavash and like tortilla. And then you get your choice of whether you want to add, like, the fish row or shrimp salad to it. <laughs> and it was really good, i got to admit. Nice. We were, we were starving. We were sober. We were on our way to Monk's Cafe. Sober. And I was like, I, well, we would just gotten off work, and it was okay. like 9 o'clock because of the whole Yeah. Thing. But it, it was good. I mean, street food, everywhere you go, you should try the street food. That's like a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, um, like San Francisco, we now have... Uh, uh, there's a new creperie that opened that's on Howard. And uh, there's a place over by City Beer Store which serves, like, snails. Really? It's a big – it's uh, – you know where Oil Can Henry's is? Not yeah. really. Yeah, it's just – It's on, like, street. 7th and Folsom. Okay. Or 8th and Folsom, one of, the, uh, one of those. Street and they serve you, like, really fancy French food out of, like, a taco truck. Yep. But that's, like, really big. So when – I always like to have the street food wherever I go. And we had uh, – when we were in Copenhagen, we had, like, a fancy hot dog. Because they always have – like, they call them French hot dogs. I don't know why. Because they're – what they do is they have, like, a baguette, sort uh-huh. of. That they hollow out, put in hot dog sauce. And I think it's actually <laughs> called hot dog sauce. Some sort of – It's a mayonnaise compound. It's it's, <laughs> it's like Thousand sort. Island dressing with way too much mayonnaise in it versus yeah. ketchup oh. or something like that. And then they put in a hot dog, and I was like, awesome. okay, well, now I'm not going to die. So that's we on hot our dogs. way to Monk's Cafe up in uh, Sveiting, uh we had the Swedish burrito. Yeah. Well, the Swedish burrito is different from the French hot dog. Did right. Talk about the I talked burrito? about okay. both yeah. separately. Okay. Well, of course, in Berlin, you get currywurst with those strange oh, little yeah. fork things. The little stabby forks. <laughs> yeah, the little stabby yeah. forks each and chopped on, on, our, on, on our honeymoon, <laughs> we went to a, uh, a market. In some town that I don't really remember now, I have it written down someplace, and it was pretty much currywurst and like jelly beans. No, gabrantamandel. Gabrantamandel, yeah. Gabrantamandel. Gabrantamandel. Um, it literally means uh, roasted almonds. But what it, they do, what they do coated. is they they coat it in like a, a, a toffee type coating that has cinnamon in it, and it's at every Ooh. every open air festival market. You name it. They always they serve them in paper cones, and they, you can get other kinds of nuts if it's a bigger sort of festival. But they always have the almonds. And you can the get them here. They are occasionally called um, uh, Bavarian almonds. Yeah. The I've seen them at, at like uh, the Ferry Building. They're best really? though, like right out of the kettle, hot. Yeah, they don't. We don't have a culture here where you have like you know the the chestnuts roasting roasting on the open you can just fire. get right. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. <laughs> I hate that guy. Uh, how much research? I have I have two more. Uh, how much research are you doing prior to this? These side trips or these trips? Or is it? Mm. Is it? You're the one that did it. So it depends. <clears throat> um, there are some trips that we take where the focus is the beer 
or you know the booze of whatever sort. Um, whenever we go to like when we go to Portland, we try and find restaurants that we haven't you know been to yet and do that kind of thing. I am now reading the Portland Eater blog. They just started one up, so I'm going to be. I'm going to be filled with facts when we go to OBF this year. Um, I have friends who just went up to Portland for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And went to Les Pigeons. I read about <laughs> Yeah. That place is a big deal, right? Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then um, for the trips where – so we did some research ahead of time. Uh, we knew or knew of places that we wanted to try for um, the honeymoon trip that we took, the one that was all over <coughs> Europe. But – what we found was what I find is that we when we we go somewhere that we've done the research for and then we sort of find out what the we, we go from there. Like we find out where, you know, where we get recommendations and kinda of go where the wind takes so you. So you pick so, a destination yeah. so that you that you know the where, when, how to get there and then yeah. once you're there expand the horizon. Yeah, and often like some of the places you need reservations ahead of time. When it came to Stockholm we had um the Lonely Planet Guide, and know. like uh, Let's Go, like a no, like a Encounters, we something like that. The one that's run by a newspaper. Yeah, I don't, it's anyway. It's on a coffee table right now. And then we, I looked up on the Beer Advocate where we were supposed to go, and then uh, because we had friend, we had people we were working with in Stockholm. They had, oh, let's meet up at this place. And then we went to – that's how we found the Monk's Cafe, which was good. And then at Monk's Cafe, um, we had the brochure of the Stockholm Pub Guide. And that's how we found the Czech place. That's how we found this – there's this chain called the Bishop Arms. Um, I would say, like, you know, honestly, the best experiences we've had – and, like, our two top beers between the two of us are Egenberg from Chesky Krumlov and – that's fickle beer from Radeberg. Both of those places we stumbled on. We had no idea they were there. No we clue. were just in the area. So um, it pays to it pays asked, to, to ask around and just kind of like and and see what's popular. And it pays to be adventurous. I mean, if it looks like it might it might be worth it. It can be a little daunting, or if you've been traveling for a while, it can be kind of tiring to you know to to. Make yourself, you know, be ready to like walk into a situation where you don't know what's going on. Um, so it's a little challenging, but it always pays off. Everything that we've ever sort of taken a gamble on has been has been good. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far. Well, asking uh, that moron in the uh, by the Chinese term if he was from San Francisco. <laughs> well, Redwood City? No, I've never heard of that. <laughs> well, you had a twenty one A shirt on. What was it going to do? Um, the the thing about the Nordics when you're in like. Finland, Sweden, uh, Denmark, is that everyone speaks English. And uh, English, not like, oh, everybody in Germany speaks English, because they don't, but like they speak English that if you drop them in America, they would be able to get around no problem um, for the most part. So if you go to a place, everyone in food service, everyone in Sweden speak spoke perfect English and understood exactly what we said most of the time. Um, Copenhagen, pretty much that was true except for one person. Um, so it was a lot easier than the Czech Republic where no one understood what we were talking about. But even in the Czech Republic, it was you could point and figure it out. We knew enough languages between us to sort of know kind of what was going on. But the Czech language is very different from everything else. And so, But that's how we, we had a guidebook. It said to go to this town. 
We walked around the town. It said, the guidebooks often say, this is a nice area to go to. You go to the area and you check it out and you see what happens. And that's how we found uh, a bunch of places in Stockholm as well. Not just not just Eggenberg and the other fancy yeah. beers. But you, 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 you know that you want to try all the Kolsch's. So you're in you're in Köln and you go to the train station and you're like, okay, well we're gonna go from the train station. See all of them are the and we're gonna walk here. We're gonna walk and <laughs> we're gonna check at the signs and have Tion and like you know all the others and like we're just all gonna the way keep down trying. to Moulin. And, and you're trying to be like, okay, this is okay. And so they come in like you know like you get across a big point two liter glasses and so you can try them all in a day. It's like yeah. that's my intention. It's not that I'm going. It's not that I have to read my guidebook like the like the Chairman Mao people and only do what it says in the book. It's like, well, I'm going to go look around and see what's there. That's how we that's how we stumbled on Cafe Lundberg as well. That place was great because yeah. it said, oh, go to this go to this area. There's this there's this nice cafe, and we looked at it and you're kind of like, I don't really want fish again. <laughs> And so it was like, oh, do we want pizza? Do we want we, – we just look around. And it was just, you know, you, you just find it. And then once you're there, you check the beer list and you find the thing that you haven't had before. Yeah. And most of the time, you won't like it. <laughs> but no, You've got to try everything once. Some of the time you do. So I would say it's a, it's a combination of research in advance Ooh. so that you have a good foundation, uh, knowledge of where, you're, where you are, and then, and then go for it. And that Try works and in find America too. You haven't had before. True. Well, yeah, you can. Totally tour. works. Yeah, you can here. tour beer in your own in this country fairly easily. Oh yeah, San Diego. You have to drive a lot more here, though. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like that is true, and that was something that we had to deal with when we were in upstate New York. And so it was a question of like, okay, how far away are we going? Who's driving? Like, how long <laughs> do we have to stay there if we want to try like three different beers each to be able to actually drive back? So we had some. It's easier in cities. Do some planning. Yeah. And Cooperstown is not a city. No. <laughs> I think it's technically a village. The village. A village with a museum. Well, it's like the trip that we want to take. Chico. Oh, yeah. We want oh, to take a trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you got to stay, stay there. there. Oh, yeah. It's well, it's like there. Stone Brewing and Escadito is awesome. And I love going there. But you can't. It's in. Where are you going to go? Uh, Firestone Walker and Buellton. I mean, are you going to be like you're in sideways and walk all the way? Yeah, you could, but... Don't <laughs> you stay at the Days Inn with the windmill and built in and walk across the street to walk Firestone? To the, walk, walk to Firestone, <laughs> come back, watch the hitching post. Well, we yeah. did that when we did the big, massive bike ride. Yep. We ended up there. That's a whole other... That's a whole other beer tourism story. Because that's mostly about wine. It's a wine tourism story. Yeah, so you just... You, you do did some you enjoy the Merlot? <laughs> you know the thing is and I'll say it because Evan if you Evan from work if you Evan the hands of fate if you ever listen to this I'm going to say it because you said it when you read the book sideways the reason why he hates Merlot is because his ex-wife loved it uh, and uh, that was the wine that they all drank together well, he doesn't actually hate Merlot Merlot is one of his favorite styles of wine he just they didn't explain it in the movie and I was like oh, okay well that makes a little bit more sense now okay well okay now it it is I always thought that that was out of context. It is. It's like um, there's a big clip that's missing in the movie. Yeah, like the Star Wars movie when you see, the original Star Wars movie, you see Scotty there holding some guy crying, and yeah. you're like, "Why the hell is he crying?" Because they cut out the scene where they tell you that it's his nephew. <laughs> yeah. I thought Scotty was on Star Trek and he ran the the engine. Uh, yeah, did I, did I you say said Star Wars? You said meant Star Trek. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Doctor. Okay, let's move on to your next question. The worlds have have crossed. (laughs) You're going to... I apologize for all the hate. MIT called they want the diploma back. No. (laughs) You're like, how do you get Star Wars and Star Trek? It was a a mistake. I got the Scotty part. Don't kill me. Was Scotty one of the guys on Tatooine? (laughs) (laughs) Next question. (laughs) We're already like two hours, darn it. Well, I don't have a next question. Oh. Okay, was that it? Well, no, I'm, I'm just going to... Oh, I have one last... I have... The, the last question is, what beer was so bad that you remember it? While traveling? Yes, while traveling. There was something... I'm trying to think of the worst one. Didn't well, just something that was, you know, like a bad... Like, it could be the story of... Oh, or like... Just or the experience the there, or, or just the failure of okay, we got there and then it turned out to be no no place you wanted to be. We might just be really easy. Well, okay, so that the the, the not Plan B bar in Stockholm, where we walked in, Copenhagen. in and, yes, sorry, in Copenhagen, we walked in and like we'd read all this stuff about it and we were like, oh, that sounds really cool. We walked in and it was like you could not get to the bar. And everybody, it was a small place, and everybody, like, turned and looked when you walked in and was like... Who are you? Who, who the hell are you? <laughs> and they up. were all foreign tourists. And I was like, screw them. Yeah. Um, they've been... Which um, is, like, not totally awesome. I have I have much... Like, when it comes to beer, we're, we're much easier. Like, if you were asking me about wine, oh, my God, do we have stories. Right. Uh, well, about, that's, but that's fair. I mean, the... Because the, making bad wine... It's making a bad beer is so much cheaper than making a bad wine. And often you go to, play, like, uh, in, oh, Paso, my, my story would be about Paso Robles. Um, on the <laughs> east side of Paso Robles, there is a large winemaker oh, that makes only the worst. Like, it was just, everything was undrinkable. Like, the odor was there, and he was so happy, and he was talking to us, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst wine I've ever it had was, in my life. It was totally undrinkable swill, and it was really awkward, because we were like, wow, this is terrible, but, like, we were the only people in this giant tasting room. So bad. And there was, like, the owner and a couple more staff people besides, and so we were like, okay, how we bought a bottle can of we pity. get out of here? Because it had a funny <laughs> yeah. name. Like, yeah, it was That's the only I, way I buy wine. I think uh. we gave it to somebody, too. We were like, look, we're giving you a gift. We gave it to, <laughs> we gave it to Brooks because it had a funny name. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. good. Uh, you know, and that's, I have to say. You know, that was I, awful. I've had that experience. <clears throat> and what do you, you – you can't escape fast enough. Yeah. Oh, um – Actually, uh, I will say um, there is a brewery in San Luis Obispo that is terrible. And it's not Central Coast. So we went to Central Coast Brewing to make the, the, the beer for our wedding. And we went to this brewery. I'm not sure if it's still there. Oh. And we had, every, we had the sampler, and every beer was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, it was like the middle of the afternoon, and there wasn't that the many only people, people there. there. And so we were like, oh, it's true. It's like, you're like, how do I get out of here fast enough? Yeah, how do I, you know. Yeah, it was not. Like, the last, I think you we invoke fake a caller, like, hello? Uh, we'll be right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh it wasn't God, like, it wasn't like being on a bad date, but it was close. <laughs> <laughs> the only, uh, I think Eldos. Uh, Eldos was pretty sad. Eldos was pretty sad because you we know, went there right before it closed. Here's the, the thing, time. also, wow. because we really, because we we really seek out microbreweries and we know a lot of people who brew and who are involved in beer. Like you're almost for me, I'm like embarrassed for these people. <laughs> They're like, you know, probably most people don't care that much or like they like it fine. The beer's fine, whatever. Um, 
but I, I always feel like they're going to know that I don't like their beer. And if, and I care a lot about beer. So if somebody was like, I don't like your beer. Um, I would just be. On the other hand, it's like you, you always get the guys upset. that come in. Like, you know, we, there was a guy at Magnolia the other day that came in and said, well, what's the closest thing you had to Bud Light? And it's yeah. like, really? And it's I like, the coach like, isn't on right now. Sorry. No, oh, the coach was on. That's what they had. That's when, that's when she brought them. And I was like, you know, it was funny. Actually, I was I was thinking about this. This is like the opposite side of beer tourism. If somebody like, you know, be good to people who ask you questions if you're at your favorite place. Oh, yeah. right. And, you know, like, I love it. I love giving people like ideas for places to go, but be open to what they're, what, you know, what they're interested in. Because we were like, wow, of all the places that you could have walked into, uh, with your preference for Bud Light, you walked into Magnolia. You could have gone yeah. to like well, the thing is, to, you could have Gold Cane. You could have gone to the uh, the what's the the, the Irish the, place, the Irish place, the Red Bar, not the Red yeah. Bar, the the place that has all the rum. Mario's trophy trof- room yeah. or Hobson's Choice. You Hobson's could go Choice. Well, I was anywhere choice else. I was, they wanted food though. I was I was out with uh, John Foster and our two good friends from Southern California, pushing Flynn. And we were at uh, La Trappe in North Beach. Wow, that was awesome. And afterwards, oh. we wanted to go someplace else to get a beer. And I said, let's go to O'Reilly's. They're like, no, we want to go to uh, that well-known Oregon outpost of an Oregon brewery in North right. Beach. I'm like, right. no, we don't want to go. We don't no, want to go. We don't want to go there. We want to go to that place. We want to go to O'Reilly's. We want to go to O'Reilly's. And we ended up going to Rogue. And I said, see, I told you. I like Rogue. <laughs> I like you need to know exactly guys. what you want to get. Yeah. And it's and it's the Kobe sliders <laughs> and it's Dead Guy and those are bo- that's well, a great beer serve, and a but great they serve food. enough Dead Guy to make it so that it turns over yeah. fast enough. The problem is is that all the other beers that they have mm-hmm. are there's some they're they're, and they never old, clean the lines and they don't clean the lines. Uh, no, no, bar. understood. But you can and, get them in bottles there. Uh, well, bottle I like, sale, I bottle sale, a lot, damn it! Bottle sale is coming up on the 11th to uh, uh, help out Toys for Tots. Oh, excellent. Hmm. When, where, though? The 11th at Rogue. At Rogue. The mm. thing is, you know, I, I there's places that I, you know, I've <clears> gone a couple of times and I just, you know, whatever reason, I just don't, doesn't click. I don't like the place. You know, it's whatever. And I don't go back. Uh, it's I, I have gone back and given, like, Monk's Kettle another chance. I've still never been to Monk's Kettle. It's, again, it's, uh, uh, do you know what I've done the last time I went there? I went there and I was like, I can't put up with this. So I went over to Gestalt. I like it. Had a Radeburger, <laughs> then went back to Monk's Kettle, found a place at the bar, and then kept drinking. It was like, nice. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm just going to go get a Radeburger, and like, Gestalt is a nice, you know, I mean, it's a, it's, it's the, another cyclist the, bar, the but it's, with, a, it's a mashup of Tornado and Rosamund. It is. It totally the, problem, is. <laughs> the problem with it is, is that it, it needs another 25 seats. Yeah. And it's, the place is just too small. And, you know, it's... it's a, or Monk's Kettle? Monk's, Monk's Kettle. Kettle. It's just, a, you know, they shoehorned it in, they found this place... And it's the victim of its overpopularness. Well, one place hip. that I was not hot on when it opened and now think is great is uh, the Trappist. Because the Trappist, like, tripled their space. Yeah, oh, I heard that. They, we went there early on, and it was, like, uh, a random Tuesday evening. So it wasn't too crowded, but I, I could did. see how it would have been out of control. I, it's still in Oakland. I was there. I mean, to get to Oakland. I was there, yeah, because it's one BART stop away from where you were. <laughs> It's like, okay, imagine this. How many stops is it to take Bart from where you work to Civic Center? It's getting home. That's that's like... (laughs) It's two stops on the train. I had to to come back and take at least two forms of transport to get home. (laughs) 
No, it's, you, it's a five block no, walk to Bard, take, and take, then you then I have to because where we don't live in Hayes Valley you can just anymore. Take a cab back from Oakland. Oh, I'm not like, taking a cab back from Oakland. Well, this is thrilling. Um, I'm sorry for everyone listening to this. Uh, the Trappist <laughs> in downtown Oakland. Um, when I, it's funny. It okay, opened about what, this a in, year ago? To put this, way, <clears throat> to put this in perspective. Ago. Just to put this in perspective. We've just had a really great two-hour long discussion about going to all these crazy places in the Czech Republic, in <laughs> Germany, and Sweden, and France, and Norway, and and no arguing, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, and we could get back to our own city. Everyone listening could have turned, could have tuned out at least twenty minutes ago, and then the program would have been fun. No, no, it's funny because <laughs> here we are. We're arguing about the places in our own city because we either don't like the place, it's oversubscribed, it's it you know it, it was too small, it was too expensive, and we've been there more than one there. time, and it was like, different because we yeah, know we where like, it is. It's, it's a local, it's yeah. a local environment, and and it's something where. At least once a month, you have a choice of being able to go there. Yeah. Like Hot Monk. Mm. Like Hot Monk. Hot Monk is not close. No. But it's, it's like going to Russian River. It's awesome, though. If you're in... <laughs> it's awesome. Russian River is awesome. If, you, um, if you're in or anywhere near um, Russian River and Sebastopol, go to Hot Monk. Ten minutes from Russian River. Holler. It seems like Thanks, it was bro. further when we... No, oh, we went to Corbell. We went. We didn't go. We, we went. went we Russian went. Through, we went Hot Monk, <clears throat> uh, Stumptown, Corbell, Russian River. Yeah, and the no, it's, it's literally ten minutes from Russian River. You leave Russian River. You go down E Street. You turn right. You get on Highway Twelve. Yep. And there's That's like right. two. The second what? Second stoplight, or did they add? That might be the third stoplight. I think they added a stoplight. So you could walk there. You, you like turn left. No, now. you can't walk. No. Well, why do you say ten minutes? 10, 10 minutes, minutes by car. Oh, by 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Oh. 60 miles an hour most of the way. But yeah, it's about 10 minutes away. So Otherwise, it's three and a half hours. With it. It's like you can't, if you want to just, it's got a beautiful like patio outside. It's great It's the same deal as Stone Nesca like It's like you need to figure out how to either spend the entire afternoon there or stay there or something. That's why I like, I like I like drinking in Boston. I like drinking in San Francisco. I, like, I love drinking in New York. Because it's all about public Because it's like, oh, well, I want to go to Spite and Dival. Oh, well, I'm just going to get on the L. And then I'm going to get off, walk three blocks, and they're going to be at one of the best beer bars in the world. It's like, great. I love taking going to Alston, going to the Sunset Tap, It's like, or, or Cambridge Brewing Company, which mm-hmm. makes my favorite pumpkin ale. Although a lot of people don't like pumpkin ales. They're my <laughs> favorite one. And it's just you, you, you find your town, you, and if you're, if you're not in a town, like if I was me growing up, it was a lot harder. But if you're doing a beer tourism thing, it's much easier to go to a town. Cities. Cities with good. public transport where you don't have to drive everywhere. Portlandia. 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 Oh, yeah, but a lot of the places in Portland, it's really you really want to take a cab except there are no cabs there. Or the bus. The bus is good in Portland. Yeah, but... Because the max just doesn't go. Well, they're getting rid of Fairless Square on buses, which is annoying, but these things happen. All right, well... The best part about beer school is the homework. The homework. The homework is beer. That's Motor's line. Oh, I share. I share. You can't say the first one. Okay. So um, two weeks ago, Motor and I went to San Diego on a on a bender, uh, awesome, which was very fun. (laughs) And that show is being uh, fixed. It's going to be up online, so you can hear it uh, in a in a little bit. But anyway, that's uh, that's coming up. But the homework is to. Plan a trip to go somewhere. El Paso. Oh, that dream was shouting. (laughs) (laughs) To go for beer. So plan a trip to beer. And the beer trip that you can take can be um, local. So you can get on your train, cab, uh, bus, trolley, streetcar, cable car, horse. 
uh, bicycle and take yourself there. A ferry. Bicycle. Forgot the ferry. Bicycle's always good. Yeah, bicycle's always good. <laughs> so bike to this destination. And then while you're there, chat up with the other people that are there and find out where else you might uh, venture off to from that from that place. Take pictures of beer. Post take them on pictures Facebook. pictures of beer. And uh, you can, I could really piss two people off right now, but I won't. Who? <laughs> no. Probably. Yes. Keep going. I was going to name. I was going to name some regulars at Triple Rock and say, if you're ever in Triple Rock, ask. Oh, <laughs> oh, that. Say hi to Roger if he's working. Just wave. Go hi. And uh, <laughs> do you know like? Um, but and and so that's that's part of it. <clears throat> or then the other thing is do something more ambitious. Drop yourself into a city somewhere because flights are pretty inexpensive during the winter time. You can get to mm-hmm. Portland round trip from San Francisco for a hundred bucks, for example. And winter you, is beer drinking weather. People. It is. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, heavier, uh, more flavorful, uh, wonderful winter beers because mm-hmm. um, uh, the, those kind of beers don't hold up in the summertime. Like you don't like want to you don't want to drink a big uh, uh, you don't want to drink a, a barley wine when it's hot. Yeah. It doesn't taste as good. Mm-mm doesn't hold up to the weather. So anyway, uh, go to drop yourself into a city, connect with, connect with something, you know, there's every place has a top 10, uh, a top 10 beer bars mm-hmm. in their city and pick one. It doesn't have to be the, the number one one. It can be one that seems more interesting to you and go explore and then explore from there and Do see it. what that is. So, uh, Let's book some times. tickets and, and there are great drinking towns all over the country. Uh, Chicago has some great, great bars. And uh, um, Portland has some great bars. Seattle has some great bars. Seattle has some great bars. San Diego, which I highly Austin. recommend that trip. Austin's Austin, good. Texas. Go to the Ginger Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, drop, into, bread, drop into uh, <clears throat> into Boston, like you said. Go to – where was that place? that Anywhere in Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not fond of Wisconsin as a destination. Just I like are you walking. scared of cows and pretty no, red barns? No, I'm I'm scared of the, <laughs> the sheer size of it. Well, it's yeah, it's a, where are you going to go in Wisconsin? Yeah, where am I going? to You know, the, that's got to be you know, that's like going to Czechoslovakia. Yeah, or upstate New York, or upstate New York. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really you're going to have to plan your assault on the on the on the uh, on the thing. So actually, Mon- Montreal. Oh, has Montreal some wonderful beers. Right. We didn't even talk about Montreal, but that's... That we went to Montreal awesome. for work, and we went to... Uh, what was it? Dieu du Ciel? Dieu du Ciel. Which has... Every beer that they had was great. Yep. That was... So that was the moral time. of the story, though, is... You know, even if it's not a bigger town, there's got to be something. Something's you know? going on somewhere. Yeah. Go to Fresno. Well, you know what? <laughs> Go to Morgan Hill. You know, laugh it up. <laughs> I go to laugh it up, but the idea is that Fresno has has some interesting beer, right? Yeah, they you know, and it's a small it's a small list, but every place that we've been uh, has been you know has had character, has had uh, a unique aspect to it. Some of it was a bit sports bar for me, but whatever. It's you know that's the culture. That's part of the culture. It's BJ's. It's fine. Well, yeah, exactly. Do a tour of. Go to San Bruno. Go to San Bruno <laughs> BJ's. Actually, we're, we're invited. Mike, the manager, wants us to come down and hang out. Like, I, I met somebody there once, and I'm like, this is, I just, do that. This is like drinking at the airport. I don't recognize anybody that, that I know, and every couple of minutes I hear, 
<laughs> well, it is drinking at the airport, technically. It, yes, it is. <laughs> you used to go to BJ's all the time in San Diego, right? Uh, yeah, wait. there was one across from campus. We used to go there all the time. I, I was say, old enough to drink, so I know exactly. Right. It's right across the street from the Sheridan. Uh-huh. Right, and if you got it. and that's just <laughs> that's just in America. I mean, like in in <clears throat> Europe, there's just so much interesting beer culture that's probably like 24 pounds or 30 euros away. You should mm. go there too. I mean, from here, it's expensive as, as hell, but if you actually are getting right. paid in euros... Well, if you... Like, <laughs> then fly to Munich like a normal person and then get drunk right close to the train station in the airport. You know, go to Dusseldorf and Cologne. Yeah. Yeah. Those have some creepy... <laughs> well, yeah, well, you can... Yeah. The other thing is there's a bunch of beer tours that are always going on. Uh, our friend Stu Stewart, he's got tr- uh, trips that are going to Belgium all the time, and uh, there's destinations that you can jump on, jump into, like the Zythos Festival and the the GBB, the Great British, the beer. Mile of Beer in Berlin, the Mile of Beer. Mile of beer. The uh, you know, pick a uh, <laughs> the obvious one is go to Oktoberfest. But, you know, those are travel destinations that you can drop in on. It. Yeah. And, and Stockholm in fall has a uh, has a beer festival as well. Uh, we just missed it. Yeah. But not so much. And the thing is, is that it's interesting to go to festivals. And I'm, and I'm less and less of, less and less a fan of festivals uh, as I get older <clears throat> and more changed. But uh, that's, that's me. Uh, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of the pub. I like the I like the speed of it. I like the conversation that's randomly happening, and you know the local knowledge that that you can find. What, out. what if you could be at a pub right now? Where would you go? <coughs> right Anywhere now? in the world? <clears throat> Anywhere in the world? I would go to. Oh, this is a tough <laughs> question. Do you have an answer there, Mother? You know, I'm 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 going I'm going through my mind, <clears throat> and maybe. Maybe a spot in Bamberg this time because you know I was thinking when you asked that I'm like Dusseldorf because I do like Dusseldorf, mm. but no Bamberg for a nice rock beer like Special or nice. or or Mars. Oh, well, that's it's that's hard, but I think I would probably say Nuremberg or somewhere in Bavaria that has a Christmas market. It's that time of year. All right, so here's this is weird. Um, I would like just from a from a from a comfortable pick a pub pick a pub kind of thing. <clears throat> um, West Seattle Brewing Company. Hmm. I've heard good things about that. I've and the, the reason is is that the bar is not so big. It's in a really narrow space. You end up talking to everybody. Um, the beer is pretty good. You might run into Gary. <laughs> I run into Gary. That would be that would be fun. He'd be like, "Why are you here?" I'm like, "Because I picked this place randomly, and I thought it would be kind of fun to run into you." <laughs> what about you? Yeah, see, that's tough. I, as soon as I it's came out of my mouth, question. I was like, "Where would I go?" Although you know what, honestly, I real I like the oh, as much as I like, like the market no. porter. I like the horse brass. Right, so oh, like the yeah. map room. So then I have I another. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna add another place because I didn't want to leave. Actually, it's two places, and they're both in San Diego. One is Stone. 
Oh, stone is stone. Awesome. Stone's good. Stone. Stone. I've never been to stone. Yeah. See, stone is a destination. It's a destination. It's one of it, it definitely fits the bill of, <laughs> of tour to go to some place, right? Totally. You know, and you're gonna you can take the tour. You don't even have to take the tour. You can just look at the oh, endless straight. the straight back Indiana Jones stainless steel that's going on, and <coughs> and you know hear the frogs, hang outside. You can try all the San Diego beers because they're all on tap there, and uh, it's a it's a it's a worthy destination. Uh, I've got yeah. another I've got another answer. Okay, the Spandau Brew House in Spandau. It's a beautiful brew pub yeah. in Spandau, right on the water. Nice. Hmm. Wow, I haven't been to Spandau. Uh, yeah, um, and then my second place, and it's right here in the city, and I don't spend nearly enough time there. Twenty one A. No Zeitgeist, but I don't want to go today because it's it's. Cold outside. Is best Cold time. is the best time because then it's not you know overcrowded. Oh, overrun need, by hipsters. You need a the marina people aren't there. Okay, yeah. got it. Well, anyway, that's where I would go. Those are good. I'd go back yes. to Crossroads. Oh, Crossroads, yeah. <laughs> that's just in what I'm used to. It's a bar in Boston, uh, in uh, like right on Mass Ave. Yep. Never I've been. had some good times there. Never been. <laughs> Although Nail Creek Nail Creek Pub is up there now because that was just like one of the best times I've had in my life. Oh, <laughs> I would have to say Elsie's in Santa Barbara, actually. Yeah, Elsie's in okay. Santa Barbara. Yeah, is this is getting weird. Okay, so we can name all the bars ever. And say <laughs> how about one of my most hated bars? Yeah, hated bars. Sure. Oh, I know which. My which, hated bar is still the hated bar. Uh, the Irish pub at Heathrow Airport. <laughs> There's one bar in the enti- in terminal. I forgot what ter- terminal three or terminal four, wherever the hell you wait to get on your United flight. There's one pub that doesn't have enough places to sit. Uh. It's through security. They have a gigantic like mall sized duty free shopping area. But then there's this one little pub in the in the corner. <laughs> then it's just like oh. that's hilarious. Yes. Oh yeah. man, yeah. worst pub. Worst pub. My worst pub is still the worst pub, and that is um, it's on Potrero Hill. It's the it's fairly famous. It's got a great view of the city out the back. Uh, I think it's called Roses. Oh. Uh, anyway, it's right by the laundromat, and the idea <laughs> the the laundry place, right? So you know, the idea is go spend some go spend some clothes, go have a pint, hang out, wait for the like brainwash. It's like brainwash, but you know, it's two separate businesses. It's two separate businesses. Uh, it just happens to be next door yeah. to the yeah, laundromat. And okay. and the thing is, every single time I walk in that place, and I've given it more than more than a fair number of chances, it's what's like. What's with what's with the attitude? Uh, interesting. I hate that bar. Hmm. Yeah, I don't ever go back to places that I walk into, and I'm like, oh, I hate this. So, pretty much anything where the music is too loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. what's coming to mind are like places in the city that are lounges. Yeah, which is not I a pub, so that doesn't count. All right, well, this has gone on too long. Yeah, uh, three hours. Uh, stop. You should have cut it off 15 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> who are you, the producer? <laughs> the producer's moving to London. Paris. Paris, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> She's moving, that's the point. <laughs> um we anyway. have a cookie exchange to get to. So. Oh, well, we only have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is class, class dismissed. dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>
That, right. took, that took an hour and a half longer than it should have. All right, you know, kid. There was a lot of stuff on. to go through. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a fun time. So. Well, you know, if you wouldn't have kept rambling around about how great our trips were. Our trips were wonderful. I hear about how you're taking a train from this place that has great beer in Germany to this place that has great beer in Germany. Stupid. Should have talked longer about Radeberger. That's another trip, though. Oh, that was good, though. I would say, like, honest to God. If if I'm gonna say you want to drink beer, go to Dresden. <laughs> like no doubt. Indeed. Indeedly. Oh, kid, take us home. 